Hello and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Rewind. I'm your host, Travis. And I'm Chris. And it is that time of the year, Christopher, where we do... (laughs) Our end of the year. End of the year. Uh, Recap. Not that anything's happened in 2020 that we could talk about. (laughs) It's been just a rather bland, boring year. Wouldn't you say? Hell no. (laughs) Man, let's kick this pig early. COVID. Fuck. Yes, I think I don't think you anybody can mention twenty twenty without the biggest headline, the biggest event of of our lifetimes basically is our own pandemic that we had over here, uh, COVID nineteen. Um Jesus. Uh talk about putting some brakes on just about everything. Yep. Um and, and not when we're doing this year in, we're going to talk about you know COVID and, and other maybe non repercussions. Uh, yeah, well, we talk about COVID and maybe some other non pop culturey stuff. But the reason we bring them up is to kind of it ties bring, in tie, how it ties into pop culture and more or less on COVID and how it affected the movie industry and, and how we how we are. Uh, I don't want to use the word coping with, but how consuming. Yeah, media. yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, so this, this really hit us around mid March. Um, I was, you know, before March came around, I was going to the movies. I was, I was watching this and that, the other thing. And right around March came around, there was some movies that came out and then bam, if you didn't watch that one weekend, then you're, you time's know, up. Time, yeah, <laughs> just time's up. Um, <laughs> and that's when our lives changed basically, you know, and this is our new normal hopefully our temporary new normal um i think hopefully with um everything coming out i think uh with vaccines and whatnot coming out you never know Ooh. yeah i don't know about that brother there's there's a i i would cautious i would optimistically say there's about a fourth of this country that won't even take the, the vaccine ever i'm not gonna take it you're not gonna take it ever no i'm not gonna say it Never say never, baby. No, because I, I think I've, I think we've talked off the air and I've made it clear. Like I'm, I know the concept of chess. I am not a pawn, so I'm gonna let people try yeah. it. And if they're all right, they don't grow an arm where a leg goes and a leg where an arm goes, then I might give in. No, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about zombies. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Um, I'm not worried about zombies eating me. I have no brains. So. <laughs> You said it. <laughs> so that's Not my me. own vaccination. <laughs> I was born with it. Here, look, here's the cure. Give it. Da, da, da. Yeah. So um, I don't yeah. know if it's going to be now. I think that, yeah, the, the, I, the, I don't think the the COVID is going away. The the form of of uh, zombies is either going to be, is it going to be A, Walking Dead zombies? Is it going to be B, Resident Evil zombies? Is it going to be... I, I hope it's not World War Z zombies. I can't run that fast. No, I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> shoot me now. I'm dead. <laughs> I'll just walk forward towards them. I'll save them the trouble. I ain't running. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know what form of zombies we're going to get out of this vaccine, um, but it'll be interesting to see what we turn into. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously, I, first of all, it's, it's not an unlimited source, um, and there are people that do need a vaccine who would benefit from a vaccine more than more than I. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not and two, two reasons. One, I, I don't think I need one. And secondly, like you said, uh, let, let yeah. other people take it. You first. don't, and, and that is a dig, but you don't go out that often and no. you're pretty taken care of at work. Yeah. So you're golden. 
I like to live a little bit more on the wild side. I still did some some traveling post-COVID. I took extreme care of myself and extreme caution where I was going and what I was doing. Um, yeah, but after a while, fuck. <laughs> Those first couple of months, I locked myself away at home. I didn't do shit. I didn't go nowhere. I barely had a girlfriend over. You went to work, right? I still went to work, yeah. yeah but after that, yeah. you know, I didn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go and drinking. I wouldn't go and partying. I wouldn't go out doing shit. But then when I noticed that everyone else wasn't t- taking it as serious mm-hmm. and things were getting worse, I was like, well, I can't stay here forever. It's messing with my health. Yeah. And, and, and I don't want to. mental health. I, I yeah. had to get out. And, and I don't want to lean one way or the other on this podcast. I'm just, you know, yeah. um, but, you know, just from my point of view, my perspective, I, you know, I do see, um, you know, people who don't take it seriously, and but oh, I, yeah. but I, but I see a lot of people taking it too seriously. Um, too. Where I see people where um, if you're not wearing a mask, you're the devil, you know, or, or something like that. Or <laughs> where how dare you? How dare you not wear a mask? Like it's the 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 mask thing is funny to me. Like if the masks are working and everybody's wearing a mask, then we shouldn't have a problem. But if everybody's but see, not wearing a mask. But if everyone's not wearing a mask, then it would be the same effect, right? So it's just like if we're wearing a mask, we're not even wearing the right types of masks to prevent stuff, anyways. That sentence was too long. There's people yeah. that aren't wearing it right. Like they yeah. have it under their nose. Breaking news, the no- your nose is connected to your fucking lungs. <laughs> <laughs> the hell you say. <laughs> I kinda I find it kind of funny that we're having this conversation. I remember the first time I think I came over and Scott came over to watch a wrestling show or something at your place post COVID. Mm-hmm. You didn't shake our hands, high five, no elbow. The first thing you did was you told us to stick out our hands. You put hand sanitizer on us, and you just told us to walk out. Go sit over there, stay away. <laughs> I still have not hugged your wife this year. <laughs> I appreciate. Well, she appreciates that. I'm sure she does. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was more of a gag that I did, but but yeah, it was, but it was somewhat believable yeah. because again, you don't go out that often, so I figured yeah, you don't want that shit coming into your place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> Let go <of> my purse. <laughs> uh, now not so much. You're a little more lean back. Now you got more a lot more space in the in the. Well, room. I mean, I mean, come on. And again, I and I and I whatever we say about this, we really. Or at least I don't mean to offend anybody or or bounce on anybody's beliefs or anything. Oh, but neither do I. But I just to, to me personally, look the death rate. It's no fucking joke, man. Well, it's no. Well, hold on. It's it's no it's no joke. No joke for sure. But when you look at the overall death rate, it's like you have the survival rate is like ninety eight percent. I'm in that I'm in that percentile. I think we're in that age. You bracket. are too. Yeah. All of our friends are like. Oh, yeah. And like the, you only, said, the only my only crux is. Not that I'm saying I had it, but you remember a time last year where I had an upper respiratory infection and I almost died. Mm. Like you and Scott had a checkup on me on Messenger because I was MIA for like four days worrying about me. I, I've, I've done stupid things to myself and I've never felt a pain that I did when I was sick then. Right. So if that's what that feels like, I sure as fuck don't want it. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing too because um, this was way before even the end of last year. I think it was around February or March of last year. Um, I had a bad respiratory infection and I was coughing up shit, like yeah. crazy. And um, to the point where I was getting concerned about like damage to my lungs because mm-hmm. I was coughing so much. And I normally don't get sick. I, you know. Same here. Robitussin and then whiskey. Done. <laughs> right. That's what everybody does, right? So um, so for that to happen, um, that was a little concerning. But that, that was before, that was almost a year before mm-hmm. COVID 
came into play. But, you know, I've had neighbors and friends tell me, you know, hey, you know, back in November, December, I got really sick. You yeah. know, I did, it never happened before. But, be, you know, back then we didn't know COVID yeah. anything. So maybe, you know. We didn't realize how spread it was already. You yeah. know, we're sitting at Minute Maid Park in the Royal Rumble in front of 60,000 people in the end of January, knowing that it existed. Not that it was here, but knowing right. that it existed. Did you hear about that thing over and, in China? Or yeah. Was going Actually, on? ain't coming over here. Yeah. You ain't got no passport. Yeah. yeah but here we are. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I don't take it lightly, but. I'm, I don't go overboard. I'm, yeah, I don't go overboard. Like, we, me and my wife, we, we go out. We don't. Go now out. you didn't do it then. Now you no 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 no, yeah. no no. We stayed in uh, for the first first few months, first couple months, or whatever mm-hmm. it was, and then went after that first wave. And they started because over here in Houston, they did have we didn't have like a lockdown for like yeah. two weeks or oh, at first it was two weeks, then it was like four weeks or whatever. Yeah. And then they finally started lifting some things. And then after that, I was like, "Do you want to go out? Do you want to do you want to go? Out here? Yeah. Do you want to go somewhere? We'll go." It's funny, we never go out, but the second they tell us that we're supposed to stay in, nah, motherfucker, I want my rights, I want to go get that burger, or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm trying to think the first place we went to, I think it was probably... It was a restaurant. I, I think y'all had a dinner somewhere down the street. Uh, we went somewhere, I don't, yeah. fuck, I don't know. We go so many places, I can't remember. <laughs> no, but it, it was just one of those things, we're, we're being cautious, and we, yeah. we, I mean, look, even when we're out before all this, we like to stay to ourselves anyways, like mm-hmm. we avoid... Big crowds and shit like that, and dum dums. I don't let people touch me, so yeah, yeah. So we're coughing around you, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we we were already self conscious about that, anyways. So and now with like half the people like staying home, I was like, oh great, it's, it's less, easier, less traffic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, we were, we're being cautious, and the only time we got really like nervous, we did go to one restaurant in the area. There was no social distancing. Like they were packing that fucking place, yeah. yeah. And I didn't know that. If I see if I see that kind of thing, I'm out. Yeah, and I didn't know it until we were already like sitting, and because it was like it was like three tables, right? Mm-hmm. And when we're walking in, we're sitting. I was like, eh, it feels like there's a lot of people here, but they sat us in, like in the middle table, right? And then like two minutes in, we're just like checking the menus, or whatever. Then it starts. And they they up. set they set a table. They set a family of four like next to us. And then I was like, oh great, they're next to me. And then like. A few minutes later, they sit someone to the right of us next to my wife. And like, then the worst part, maybe 15, 20 minutes in, you're trying to calm yourself down. It's going to be fine. And then you hear, <laughs> your ears perk up like Vulcan hearing. And you're like, we're out this month. <laughs> we probably should have. Like, to be honest, we should have said, you know what? It's too crowded in here. Because that experience after left my wife, she's like, I I don't want to go out. Anymore. Been there, done that. I'm staying home. Yeah. So we we've, actually, couch. we've actually kind of chilled out pretty Pretty much since then. Um, and especially when you're working in retail, your wife also works in yeah. retail, I work in retail. We're already putting ourselves at risk enough yeah. that I don't want to do it when, when, once I'm home. Yeah. So if I if I have the opportunity to be alone or sneak one person in my bubble for a while. I'm not going to say where, but she, my wife works at a major retail mm-hmm. store and grocery store. And uh, yeah, she was front line. Yeah. In the in the especially crowds. people are not like all of a sudden twenty twenty is the year of the app curbside mobile yeah. delivery yeah it's cur- to big drive through to go like yeah, yeah. but um she I mean she works for a really good company so it's they were protecting they've been the, taking care of yeah of their people really good I'm almost jealous yeah <laughs> right they're getting more she's getting more bonuses than I was I know right <laughs> and we are and we're surrounded with money we have combinations <laughs> to vaults motherfucker and we don't get no piece of the pie not even crumbs. 
Not even the not even the recipe. But I mean, both of us, in my, all you know, us, you, my wife, we're, we we've been very blessed and fortunate to be in a situation where we we kept our jobs and yeah. we didn't get furloughed, we didn't get laid off or anything like that. And as of now, we haven't gotten anything. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully that stays that way. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, once I saw how you gotta when you're watching like coverage of everything, you have to like kind of step back for a second and see like okay what are they trying to tell us and what's actually true yeah you know because every every channel's got an agenda yeah and they're going to tell you what they think as opposed to what yeah is out there but so. okay so no, without getting too off topic well, yeah. with covid but that was a obviously a that, big, that just affected us in general but yeah. covid done wrecked everyone everywhere the movie, every facet of business every facet of entertainment damn near every facet of life has been shaken up like a snow globe and now we're just surrounded in snow yeah so one of them one of the industries affected obviously is the movie industry um and now we're getting here we're back to pop culture ladies yeah. and gentlemen all right um so the movie industry i mean came to a screeching halt um i think the two biggest industries that were affected movie industry and the cruise industry I think oh yeah! Those... You mean those floating petri dishes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, don't ever get on the Diamond Princess ever. Don't don't <laughs> worry. We I, we actually were booked for a cruise in October, and they finally like, um, like a month before they finally canceled our cruise. I was like, thank God, give my money back. <laughs> <laughs> were they that quick to refund you? Oh yeah, good. Because by the time now, I had a coworker who had a cruise earlier at the start of all that, they said it was a disaster trying to get their money back. But by the time I, in October, they already knew they had the system in and it was a pretty fast turnaround time Mm. for me. So yeah, I got, I got every dime back. Even the, even the deposit that is non-refundable. So yeah. Nice. So, um, anyway, yeah. So the movie industry came to a screeching halt. uh, production stopped on so many different, you know, all the TV shows and, and, and movie sets and everything. Movies that were finished couldn't be released because they couldn't release it in front of anybody, in front of nobody. This was unprecedented. Like being in the movie, like working f- in, for a movie theater for years, I knew every week, new movies every week, bam, bam, bam. It's like clockwork. You got to have a movie every week, every, every Friday or Thursday, whatever. Uh, we got to have a new release. Uh, so when it's coming around that there's no new releases coming out, it just, it kind of hit me. It's like, holy shit, this thing's for real. Like, um, yeah, this is changing. There's been, there's been a lot of crazy shit that has happened in our lifetime that hasn't stopped the movie industry. Yeah. Um, 9-11, uh, the shooting in Aurora. Um, for some reason, th- th- things continue to go. I had no idea. I was never expecting that this would completely just pull the e-brake on every that circle that makes the movie industry go around that whole thing just froze it didn't go backwards yeah but it didn't go fo- it just like it just somebody just pressed the pause button if that's where if it, for nothing else i was taking money yeah because what, everything every decision that is made the, quest, the answer to every question involves money yes so i was when when i saw movies stop coming out i was like oh shit they're not getting money they're losing money now like and then when we come to like the summertime we got tenant and how much money that didn't make? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, yeah, I knew. Okay, the movie industry is in trouble, and I, and it's Christopher Nolan. Apparently, you're supposed to go watch Christopher <laughs> Nolan's movies. Um, but you know, and this is obviously hurting the the theater business. Oh, that's the that's the bottom of the barrel. That's the first thing that's going to go before anyone else is going to be the. And theaters. I'm 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 trying to have that that 
hope, that little bit of hope that if they can just, we can just get past this hurdle and get and get back to next to next summer, if they can make it to next summer, we, you know there might be a better chance of it Dude, than what it was this the, year. The last uh, three months, I've, I've the last three months I've seen at least three movies at the theater, um, and all three times the viewing that I had, there was probably only four people or seven people total in the room. Yeah. And I'm walking around. I'm, I'm, I'm showing up to the theater at one o'clock in the afternoon for the first showing. There's six cars in the parking lot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure half of them are employees. Yeah. I'm leaving the parking lot and there's just as many cars in the parking lot that I, I, I cannot envision the theaters lasting another six months in this current state, at least, the big ones, AMC, Cinemark, I bet they're going down. If, I think the, the survivors are going to be the smaller places like Alamo, like Studio Movie Grill. And oddly enough, the weirdest, it, like like in music, for whatever reason, there's been more vinyl records sold this year than in the past like 20 years. That's more hipster thing, but, though. But that's an alternative. <laughs> it's a retro. It's a retro. But thing. that's an alternative option that people are suddenly now all of a sudden they're back into because of the quality of the sound comparable to whatever your system you're using all of a sudden the come up of driving theaters all from scratch like they're using freaking container ships to put to use the screens and having little parking lots and old abandoned warehouses are they doing that because i would think that the drive-in theater would be booming right now like i would think that everybody's there's a lot dude there's is been it? a lot of op- the sawyer yards right here on i-10 west and the. Um, uh, near downtown that place is fucking sold out every night hmm. and it's not even that big but just that they're, and they're not even new releases most of the time right. but that there's an option to get your fix as close to the original without having to sacrifice being at home because some people don't but, have the option without having their kids being disrupted or having all the windows shedding in light or having a speaker blown out they want a different experience and for whatever reason right now there's a shit ton of drive-in theaters even around here in Houston there's at least three times more than there were a year or two ago. The only one I remember that was that's been open was a showboat in Hockley. Mm-hmm. There's at least a half dozen right now, and they're all booming. All right, see yeah. that because that stuff right there, that information, that needs to be more marketed out because yeah. I would assume that just makes sense yeah. to me. Like as a as if I own a movie theater and this is going on, I'm converting something yeah. to a drive-in situation. Hell, there's even Walmarts that are using their parking lots as a fucking drive-in. I did hear about that. So I heard, that, yeah. yeah. It would be it would it would behoove AMC that or a Cinemark that would have that big of lot empty to just paint a paint a paint each side of the little walls and and the, to a little screen and just hold something, try something to make it work. Yeah, you know, I would I would imagine they would have had some kind of backup plan by now. Yeah. to do something like that before, hey, come first quarter 2021, we're going to be running out of resources and money. Even Alamo has some kind of on-demand service where you can watch indie films, buy them, pay through Alamo, and just watch the screening video on demand for a certain amount of time at your place if you can't make it to the theater. There's ways that there that you can go out from the building, but dude, I don't see, I don't see, especially AMC, they've made, it's it's been pretty public that they don't have enough liquid to make it another right. three or four months. And that was two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just... The the movie theater business is doing what they can to, to try to stay afloat. Like, they're playing older movies. They're letting you rent out the, That's the theater. That's a good house. idea. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're being... They're, they're coming up with ideas. But I would just think that, hey, let's go buy some land, you know, not too far from one of our theaters. And let's just... 
you know, open up a you yeah. know uh, driving theater. And and then the 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 government side is also hard on that too because you can't just furlough all these people mm-hmm. or have them on on uh, on unemployment when the gov- when a certain go- when there's certain states that aren't paying unemployment for that situation because right. they're saying that their states are open, which means the theaters are supposed to be open. But if you're open for like not even five percent of a house per house, you're not gonna make it. So there needs to be in in. My guess is there needs to be a better um, backup plan. Well, that too, but I was going to say uh, message for a, a more um, cohesive message. Because in one hand, you're having the theater company saying, "Please come see a movie," you know, Universal. You should be experiencing Wonder Woman on the big screen, yeah. not on the mid, not on the yeah. screen so of your phone. They're you know they're working out deals with with movie companies and everything but on the same side of that you have commercials all the time on TV we're into this together stay home don't go outside blah 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 so what what is it what do you want us to do do you want us to go we can only risk our lives for x y and z but we can't do it for abc yeah but th- but the thing is and God, you know and not to sound cynical or jaded or anything but that's this is kind of kind of grinding my gears a little bit about how um stay at home we're in this together stay at home no you rich motherfucker no you're you're all you california people and your hollywood stars and everything yeah you tell us on your instagram and on your millions of followers yeah you tell us to stay home like you do in your mansion because you can afford not to not to go to work. Oh no, we get Christopher Nolan going. Nah, man, this is nuts. I don't want it to be released on video on demand. You need to watch my movie in theaters, right? Not knowing underneath the surface that fool's getting twenty cents of every dollar for every ticket sold. Yeah. So he wants that money. He wants that payday. And now that this payday went flat, now all of a sudden, November, December, he's like, Nah, it's cool. You can watch it on demand on video. It's being released now. You can watch it at home. It's okay. Can't go. Can't play both sides. He was because I remember he was. Nolan was fighting really hard to get that movie. He in wanted the theater. to be that guy to be like, I brought movies back. Yeah, yeah. Look at my movie. Yeah. Yet we're in a time again, not to be too political, but I, I'm I'm thinking part of the reason that that movie didn't do too well was because there was a black lead. And in the time that we're living in right now, with Black Lives mm. Matter things like that. I, I don't remember I don't remember off the top of my head a Christopher Nolan movie that had a black lead in it. I don't you think might... any, I don't think there's anything. There's two things on that. One, the the trailers for was confusing as fuck. I could, yes, I could not understand what this movie was about. Secondly, you're in the middle of a pandemic, and this is in the summertime, so it's only a couple months into this. So you pushed that movie at least four times from the original yeah. release date. So so you're again. Christopher Nolan telling everybody, come see this movie. But at the same time, you have all these commercials and talking heads. We're in this together. Stay at yeah. home. Don't go outside. You need to stay home. Flatten the curve. Wear your mask. Blah, blah, blah. So what is it? What do you want us as the consumer to do? Yeah. Do you want us to stay at home and not get paid, not work? Or do you want us to go to the movie theater to watch a movie so this guy can get paid? Because business, businesses aren't worried about protecting lives businesses are worried about protecting profits and shareholders investments and what i did so, tell you earlier <laughs> what it all what does all come down to yep money yeah so what do you do i mean <laughs> it's 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 putting these all these uh companies in, in all so these- is dc doing it right by releasing all their movies on the app for the first month they have the right they have it in spirit it's the right way to go and i was 
supportive of this move. However, because we're the consumer, it's what benefits us the most. We don't get any risk of pandemic right. by leaving the doors. We have access to it whenever we want on the first month. Right. We can watch it whenever. Right. If you if you have stock in 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 Warner Brothers, what are you thinking? Um, as as a stockholder, I'm okay with this because I can see the benefit of it. However, what Warner Brothers did not do to tell everyone else. they didn't tell anybody. Didn't tell anybody and. They didn't tell the the directors. They didn't tell the actors. They didn't tell the other studios. They just said, "Hey, we're just going to announce this. We're just here. Here's what we're going to do." And these directors found this out on Twitter. Yeah, they <laughs> found it out the same time we did. Yeah. yeah. So naturally, you can understand um, how they would react to it, and it's 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 actually gone to shit pretty fast. The only thing is, they when all this this was originally just a, a Wonder Woman thing. They were just, just saying, "Hey, you know what? It's Christmas, Wonder Woman." You can watch we it need to get day. it out. We've been sitting on it for a year already. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, um, they they did what's what's called the Wonder Woman deal, where they gave uh, Gal Gadot and, and Patty Jenkins. Jenkins. They were they were what they were doing is they were assuming, okay, this movie is going to come out and make a billion dollars, um, and then we'll base your bonuses on that box office receipt, right? And they went ahead and gave Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot their bonuses based upon those those figures. Mm-hmm. What they did not do is that for any of these other movies that were coming out. Mm-hmm. So not only were these movie directors in, in studios not getting like uh, or not hearing about this, that it's going to be not a theater theatrical only release. It's going to be streaming service. And they know people are just going to watch it at home. They're not going to go to the theater if they have an opportunity to watch it at home. And secondly, they're not getting that Wonder Woman deal. Yeah. So. You could, you know, and because of this, there's, um, you know, pending lawsuits. There's all kinds of. Uh, to Wonder Woman's defense, is Dune the same level of franchise as DC Comics Wonder Woman? No. Is Mortal Kombat the same franchise worth as DC Wonder Woman? That's a trick question. I well, no, probably not. What else? It's is up on, there. What else is on the pipeline? Is anything on the pipeline for 2021 on the same level as a DC movie franchise film? Ironically, the best thing you could say was Justice League. <laughs> but yeah, no, I see what you're, I see your point. And and the thing is, now because this director of Dune, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but the director of Dune, he's basically threatened them to say, "Look, my contract states mm-hmm. that I have a theatrical, excuse me, I have a theatrical release for this movie," which he's still getting. It's yeah. going to be released in movie in theaters, theaters that are open, drive-ins yeah. that are open, yeah. Alamos that are open. Yeah. It's just that because there are still markets just in the United States alone that have not been open for theaters since the pandemic started, those people are having the option instead of having it pirated on Pirate Bay within the, oops, sorry about the website. Within the next 48 hours after it's released, they can actually pay some kind of money which they know get, that's what's going to happen. They and, know if it's if it's the, streaming and for service the first month, at least just for one month. They it, it's it's. I, I enjoyed Soul watching it at home. One of my top five Pixar movies. If that movie's released in the theater, I'm gonna pay six bucks and watch it again at the theater to get the experience. If Mortal Kombat comes out in the theater six months later because it, we get shut down again, I'm gonna watch Mortal Kombat again at the theater. Yeah, there's no just because it's gonna be released for the first month doesn't mean that you're you're. Uh, 
cash flow is just com- completely stopped after that's done. Like mm-hmm. there's still time for all these movies to have a, a resurgence kind of in the theaters after the fact, once everything gets somewhat as close to normalcy safely without endangering anything. But is that one month difference that big of a hurdle that directors, actors are like, nah, if I'm not getting that deal, I'm, I'm, I'm suing. Again, it goes back to greed. It goes back to the bottom dollar. And what, you know, I would think that if it's, you know, on the heads of Warner Brothers, that should be Warner Brothers, you know, taking the hit, not the directors and all that. But they're getting their, they're losing their bonuses and all that other stuff mm-hmm. and their back end deals and they're losing all that stuff. So that's the why I'm more surprised than anything that they did not um, say anything. I'm, I'm, I have this weird thought that uh, it's 2021 either Disney or Warner Brothers are going to buy up some shares or some locations of closed out AMCs or Cinemarks and they're going to have their own theaters. Well, that was a rumor. I thought I heard somewhere at some point that um, it could be a situation where Disney just creates their own movie theater. Yeah. They have the money for it, obviously, and that would take care of a lot of problems. A lot of problems. And not just for COVID, but just going forward. If they have their own movie theater, there's no more middleman. There's no more paying out anybody else. They're getting all profit, you know, mm-hmm. just like how, uh, you know, Mulan was a test run. Um, everybody that paid $30. Hey, that's all their money. That's all their money. No yep. middleman. It's all them. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm kind of surprised we haven't heard anything about Disney specifically. Either not buying out a movie theater company Fuck, or Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm just kind of surprised that that hasn't happened yet. There um, might be the op- not, this year coming up might be the opp- an opportunity. So, um, you know that was that was kind of a big deal with uh, Warner Brothers and that deal that they that they released. Um, I did an episode earlier in I think in the summertime about uh, Universal, the Universal deal, and AMC, the big hoo-ha about that. You know, it was yeah. just um, Universal said, "Well, we're going to release our movies the same day." Video on, Video on demand. Because remember the start of COVID, it was same release day, but it was like twenty bucks a movie or something. You could rent it for nineteen ninety nine, but you didn't get to keep it. It was just a rental. On that, I, I, right. I would go on iTunes every week. Hey, Bloodshot, it's twenty bucks if you want to rent it. Then, or you could wait three months when Red Bloodshot's twenty dollars to buy, and then two months after that, Bloodshot was on sale for nine ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, or just go to, or go to Redbox. Yeah, or so, go to Redbox. Yeah, so. I think we're. I don't. You, you don't really hear about those 1999 releases anymore on the same day. Now it's all streaming, right? It's, yeah. Um, There's still even after as of a couple of years ago, there were some. Um, I want to say independent or low budget films that did offer that service of it's going to be in the theater, but it'd be like in a like an indie film theater, and it's also going to be on like pay per view with your cable box. So you can either pay the six bucks to watch it at the theater, or you could pay the nine bucks and watch it on the on your on your cable subscription cable provider. But um, I think the Trolls World Tour opened up a lot of execs' eyes because mm-hmm. that movie was not expected to make what it made. Just on, it made a hundred million. Yeah. In the first month or the first two or three weeks, just on video on demand. No right. theatrical release whatsoever. But that was when that was the start of everything. And that was the people were hungry for anything. Yeah. And yeah. they got it <laughs> with, with, with that movie. So mm-hmm. um Yeah, it's just it's just weird how it's it's almost it's still an ongoing thing, but it's just weird how it's kind of mutated and changed. 
It's gonna be hard because as of now, it's not changing my it's not changing my my intake of of uh, of entertainment. I'm not gonna play pay thirty twenty or thirty dollars to rent a movie. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. It's I'm I'm even on a date on a matinee. It's twelve bucks. You know, and, look, and I, I can't get to keep it. It's the same digital files, the yeah. same way I'm, 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 I say, I use iTunes all the time. I, I just, there's no credit. Like I can't get 10 bucks off if I want to buy it later or anything. Like I'm not, uh, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not falling for whatever, whatever new options I'm getting. So the, the, in the, the movie industry is going to have to find another, the movie industry is going to have to understand that for the time being, don't expect blockbuster sales from blockbuster movies because that's not that's not gonna happen yeah they um mm-hmm. they, i mean yeah they I think tenant was a big uh white flag I was like oh well like you said shit. how you said uh trolls was an eye opener i think tenant was an eye opener too and that scared i think i think that scared the the movie studios more yeah. than anything else and i think that's what op- that's what got warner brothers thinking what we got what can we do yeah how extreme can we go yeah. how can we stand out and was it um I think it's AT and T. They're the head mm-hmm. head company of, of Warner Brothers. Um, so when you have a telecommunications company in control of your movies, their concern is a little bit different from a movie yeah. company. What are their priorities? Are they trying to sell movie tickets? Or are they trying to sell subscriptions to their product? There you go. Or or, yeah. or we can add this on to anybody that signs up for an AT and T phone. We'll charge them under the under the radar under the table. We'll charge them a fifty dollar activation fee. But they're gonna get this. There we're gonna have hundred twenty million people that have a subscription to fucking uh, HBO Max, and half of them don't even realize they have it <laughs> yeah. because we just suckered them in on some kind of deal. Well, it's usually back end stuff where yeah. you're. Hey, uh, if you subscribe to T-Mobile, you get you know HBO Max for free, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't pay for that, but someone's paying for that. It's usually probably like T-Mobile would be paying AT and T, whatever the case would be. That's just an example. But um, yeah, it's just interesting how this is just affected so much. Um, that being the case, you know, we did watch some movies this year. Um, I don't have you know these last couple of years. Uh, you know, watching, I want to say as many movies as, as I could, but you know, we, I would go to be, I'd be going to the movie theaters like every other week, you know? And I think it'd be on average, I'd be watching, you know, 35, 40 movies throughout the year, the last Mm -hmm. couple of years. This year, I think I'm down to like 10. Whoa. (laughs) Then let me go first then. Cause this is my, I have my list. So this is what I've seen this year. Uh, just mercy. Uh, 1917, Bad Boys for Life, The Grudge, The Gentleman, Birds of Prey, Sonic the Hedgehog, The Invisible Man, and Bloodshot. Those are the first nine movies that I saw this year before the pandemic started. So after Bloodshot is when the theaters were closed. So from here on out, um, Superman, Red Sun, got that from Redbox. Uh, The Banker, I watched that through Apple TV. Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge got that from Redbox. The Way Back with Ben Affleck from Redbox. Um, you should have left from Amazon Prime. So these are all like streaming services. Um, then the summer gave us a, a glimmer of hope. I saw the I saw New Mutants at Cinemark. I saw Unhinged at Cinemark. I saw Tenet at Cinemark. Within like that week and a half, uh, Yellow Rose, Honest Thief. I also saw at Cinemark. Uh, you can't kill David Arquette. I saw on YouTube. Uh, Let him go. Freaky. We're both from Cinemark. 
Um, the Sound of Metal I saw on Amazon Prime. This Borat sequel I saw on Amazon Prime. My Spy that came out in the beginning of the year. I saw that in Amazon Prime. Um, last weekend I saw Monster Hunter. And I saw Soul on Disney+. Plus. So 27 movies in like five different outlets. <laughs> YouTube, Amazon Prime, Redbox, Netflix, Apple TV. <laughs> which you started doing a couple of years ago. Um, when you were watching stuff that was, uh, that was Netflix exclusive, but Mm -hmm. it was a theatrical release. So you had it on your list. Um, out of these 27, I don't know what relates as pop culture rewind. I don't know what, what the difference is between a movie and a film to where not all of these movies might count. Well, but when you say film, it's more quality than quantity. So, um, but I'm at 27. Could have been more. I tried watching Onward. Couldn't do it. Mulan. I fell asleep. Uh, there's some movies I missed, mostly because the pandemic pushed them. Uh, there's a documentary of uh, old uh, Bay Area metal called Murder in the Front Row. I never got a chance to watch it. Uh, First Cow, independent movie. Never got to watch that. Um, Vanguard with uh, Jackie Chan. Didn't get to watch that. Um, News of the Week. Recently just came out with Tom Hanks. It's didn't get to watch that, but that's because it, it came out three days ago and we're recording today, our end of the year. Excuses. So, yeah. So 27. Finally, the year that I watched more than you. Ugh. And all it took was a pandemic. And that's all it took. Uh, okay. And six different subscriptions yeah. to shit. <laughs> so let, let me just go over what I saw. This is my first list is what I've seen in the movies or in the theaters. All right. Okay. Uh, Bad, Bad Boys for Life, Invisible Man, New Mutants. And then Beetlejuice. <laughs> That's it? Yep. At the theater? Yep. Wow. Now, for the home, I watched a little bit more. And I didn't write down where I saw these at. I can't remember if, which streaming service or what. But I watched The Gentleman, Gretzel and uh, Hansel, mm. Birds of Prey, Sonic the Hedgehog, Onward, Greyhound, uh, The Hunt, My Spy, Bloodshot, and then of course Wonder Woman eighty four, Soul, and then uh, Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War. Ooh, is that good? Oh yeah, that's actually the f- the end of the DC animated universe. You know how, how ever since Flashpoint Paradox, it yeah. was all connected. It was all the same mm-hmm. animation style and everything else. This is the end. Of, this is the end of it. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I'd recommend Superman Red Sun to you. No, I saw that one too. I just oh, didn't write did? it down. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought that was an interesting take. No, it was good. It was a little bit different from the comic, but it was yeah. fine. Um, I don't really have like a a favorite or top five or anything like that. I just because I wasn't really even paying attention because here's the thing: you're in a different mindset in the middle of pandemic. Yeah, yeah, that too. But it's like I couldn't. I don't want to say I don't. Wanna, I couldn't keep up. It was just. I couldn't keep track of what was supposed to be a theatrical release. I couldn't because I would see a trailer and I would say streaming now or see it on blah, blah, blah. It's like, was this supposed, was this supposed to go to the movie theater or was this just an indie flick that was going to go to the streaming service anyways? Yeah. Right. We, I spent the whole year from January to December watching trailers for 007, no time to die. (laughs) And that movie still ain't out yet. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually what put uh, Regal Cinemas out. They shut down because they said that the last 
bastion of hope that they had was 007. And yeah. they got pushed back to 2021. Like, fuck, we're done. Yeah. We, there's Cause no Because they, they had already moved Black Widow from uh, November to February. Mm -hmm. And then they had moved Wonder Woman till December. But even then, with all the movies being pushed back, they couldn't count on Wonder Woman sticking to that date. Right. And then Double O, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I enjoyed Bad Boys for Life. Um, I enjoyed, surprisingly, New Mutants. Although we had our, our take on that. Yeah. Um, and I did not like Invisible Man. I know a lot of people like it. I just could not. I, just, I didn't like it at all. Um, Gentleman was good. Great Son Hansel sucked. Uh, Birds of Prey. Eh. Sonic was okay. It was better than it was. Like, Jim Carrey chewed up a lot of that movie. That was he, old school Jim Carrey. Yo, that was. That I was, was ready for the sequel. That was nineties Jim Carrey, yep. and I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, Onward was good. I enjoyed it. Um, Greyhound was good. As good as see Tom Hanks in a World War Two movie again. Um, the hunt was good. It's funny. If I had a top five in a random order, the gentleman, that was an awesome, like who done it. It, it mm -hmm. reminded me of knives out last year. A little bit, a little bit. Um, the banker, uh, with Samuel L. Jackson and, uh, Anthony Mackie, um, us being in, in the industry. Mm. I, I liked it. I liked the history lesson. I thought it was a good, it was a good telling. Um, soul, Late entrant, but damn, that messed with my mo that that I felt like my heart grew two sizes that after watching that movie, it it completely, yeah, <laughs> freaky with Vince Vaughn. Um, it's a cross between Freaky Friday and Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, it was it was it was surprisingly well done. I liked it. Where was that one available? On? It was actually in the theater for a little while. Was it? Yeah. See, that's I why I caught it. That's the one thing I could I just I couldn't keep up with what is where in. I'm not gonna. I'm. I was trying to limit how many subscription services. I got. To, my, to, to my defense, because I use Fandango to buy tickets, they were sending me emails every week of oh, what okay. was coming, and I was like, "Oh, finally, I get to watch this." Um, well, I was getting, I was getting emails from Fandango, but it was all about, "Here's five dollars, buy something." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "No, I don't want to." Um, Mortal Kombat: Scorpion's Revenge. Was that the animated one? Yeah, yeah. it, it kind of retold the first two movies together mm -hmm. but it was gory as fuck and mm -hmm. i liked the story a lot it was really well done i liked it um i don't want to say that i saw a bad movie again on this list uh monster hunter surprisingly was okay for what it was and i have no investment in the series other than i've i know what a rathalos video, is is it a video game right yeah, yeah. i know I've, I've fought rathalos a couple of times on smash brothers um the movies I saw, I, I didn't regret watching them. It was good on my list. Um, but yeah, randomly, those are my top five. I went, dude, out of everything that I missed because of COVID, I really wanted to see Fast 9. Mm. And I got pushed, Universal pushed that back. They didn't fuck around. They're like, nah, I'm, we're waiting until next year. I'm like, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, yeah, I don't have it like a, a, a top five or anything. Um, yeah, that's, I just threw that together. I didn't have the emotional investment that you did. I, I kind of thought Invisible Man was all right. Um, I don't even have, I don't really have an emotional attachment. I just, I know what Invisible Man is supposed to be. Yeah. That ain't it. <laughs> so It was an interesting take. Interesting. In, in quotations, yeah. Um, it was a take. <laughs> it was a take, yeah. <laughs> 2021, it's obvious. Black Widow, 007, Fast and Furious 9. Um, the Mortal Kombat movie. I'm extremely curious. Um, did you see the trailer for it? Uh, yeah, 
Um, there's one, uh, in, I guess it's an independent film, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah during the Black Panther days. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I kind of want to watch it. Sure. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about that one. So that was supposed to come out this year. They pushed it back again. Well, do you want me to go ahead and jump to my, what I'm looking forward to? Go for it. 2021 movie wise. All right. So some of these, like you said, are going to be kind of obvious. Yeah. Uh, Justice League Snyder Cut coming out in March. I think it's one of I'm just curious, man. I'm just curious. Uh, anyway, so you're giving me a very judgmental look on your face right now. That sh- I, I don't, I don't, I don't I'm deserve, not, I don't not, deserve that. I'm not sure if I'm not sure if my body is ready for a four-hour extended cut remake of a movie that we kind of didn't really like that much. Well, to we begin didn't, with. we didn't get that movie. We didn't get his movie. We uh, got a totally that's different. True, I guess. I'll hey, that you know what? Go. Headlines from twenty from this year. Um, this whole thing with um the guy that played Cyborg, um uh, Fisher. Uh, uh, what's his first yeah, name? Yeah, Fisher's right. Yeah. Uh, but he is basically he reported the, all the conditions that Joss Whedon put him through and the, the how he was acting on set and everything and it got to the point where now recently it's they actually WB actually opened up an investigation to all these claims because wow. now all the other actors are stepping up and mm-hmm. saying yeah he was a dick basically and he was talking about um you know the uh, he wouldn't let um. The Ray, Ray Fisher. Fisher, yeah, he wouldn't <laughs> let them read the script um, before they wanted to do, you know, the movie or whatever. It was random shit like that, but it was all kinds of it was adding up, and um, yeah, it was just it's getting pretty crazy. And if Age of Ultron didn't end Joss Whedon's movie career, um, I'm I'm thinking this might do it, yeah, because he's it, not for movie wise, but just. Cr- Credential wise, like he, I think he's losing a lot of, um, a lot of his stroke as far as being a movie director because this is, you know, the one thing you know, I'm not gonna say this is like a hashtag Me Too thing or or whatever the case may be or it may not even be a race thing. It might just be an un, in, inappropriate or yeah. unprofessional thing that mm-hmm. you know once you're deemed unprofessional or once you're deemed you work a certain way no one really wants to work with you anymore. So this could have repercussions for, you know, Joss Whedon. Um, but it's, you could say Ray Fisher kind of stepped up and, you know, he didn't, that could not have been a smart move to do you not without knowing the outcome, Yeah, you know, but uh, he went through with it. And he knew what he was getting himself into. He pulled the trigger anyway. Yeah. He's like, fuck it. Yeah. You know, um, not realizing, Oh, Hey, we're going to do this again. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, this is not what I did this for. I don't want it out. <laughs> but yeah, the whole four hour Justice League thing that, that's supposedly going to be broken down into four one hour episodes, basically. Kind of like how whenever um, Quentin Tarantino brought in uh, Hateful Eight to Netflix, mm-hmm. he had an extended cut and they put it in four episodes. Oh, wow. So it's kind of, I would imagine it would be like that because, yeah, four hours in one sitting. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that would be a lot. But this is basically almost like a different movie. I mean, there's so much shit they're adding into it. Um, they're bringing in the actors for reshoots. I think they said there was like, it was like, please redo every scene with fucking um, uh, Henry Cavill without the mustache. Just I'm sure they'll. Right. I'm sure that, they'll so. have to adjust. They'll have to fix that. I would imagine Ugh. so. 
Um, I was going to say, please redo every scene with Ezra Miller running as the Flash. I hated the way he was like... Ski- Bone-legged running? The, the, the slope, like he was on the fucking slopes. The, uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so Justice League, Snyder Cut, I'm looking forward to that. It's coming out in March. Um, Dune, eh, I was, I, you know, I was never a huge fan of the franchise. Like, I watched the movie, you know, back in the day. I just, I never read the book. I never read the novel. So, I just go off the movies. Um, Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that one's already completed, ready to go. But for part of this issue with Warner Brothers and all these movies, this deal that they did, apparently, for them to stick to their guns and not bend the knee to Godzilla versus Kong, um, they're gonna have to pay them up to two hundred fifty million dollars. Legendary, uh, legendary, the studio. That's the uh, their, their company that made it. Um, because apparently. A year or two ago or whatever, whenever this was being made, Netflix tried to cut Legendary a deal for yeah. them to, and it was gonna, and they're gonna pay them two hundred fifty million dollars to have the to, movie to to have the movie on Netflix. Warner Brothers said, no, 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 we'll put it on the theater. You have you have your theater experience and blah blah blah. And now, and so they said, okay, well, we'll we won't worry about that deal. We'll we'll stick with Warner Brothers. And now Warner Brothers is saying, oh no, yeah, it's gonna be on the streaming app. Well, so, then you need to pay two hundred fifty exactly two hundred fifty million because that's, that's a, oh, yeah wow yeah so Godzilla vs Kong I'm looking forward to um, Ghostbusters Afterlife I almost forgot about that movie I just forgot about it um, that's completed ready to go it's going to come out I think in the summertime I believe um, it might be actually before that but uh, obviously Black Widow it's come out in May. I don't, you know what? I don't even care if this is good or bad. I just want the fucking thing to come out so we can move on with with. State we would have had Captain, Whip, Captain Winter Soldier by now, but yeah. we're, but there, there's we would have had in- Winter uh, WandaVision, Winter yeah. uh, Winter Soldier Falcon. We would have had, I think, another one by now too. But they're all hinging. On well, they Widow. were hinging on Black Widow, but now they're like, fuck it. Here's what we're gonna do. Phase four is now starting with WandaVision now mm-hmm. in January, and now we're gonna lead up to Black Widow. That's not as yeah. as much of a focal point anymore and then we're just going to keep on moving so um fast nine immortals comes out next year right immortals you mean eternals eternals yeah we got three movies coming out next year for for mcu we got um yeah black widow said uh fast nine mortal kombat which mortal kombat is still in post-production matrix four uh supposedly still in post-production um, the Suicide Squad is in post production. Um, Shang Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings in July. That's in post production. Eternals that that comes out in November. Um, Venom. Let there be carnage. Uh, Morbius. Again, I forgot about Morbius. Exactly. Damn, we're supposed to get that at the end of this year. I think. Yeah, I think it's already supposed to come out. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. That's another trailer I've seen way too many times at the theater. That should have just came out already. Yeah. Um, oh, did you hear the the Tom Cruise audio of him like tearing into the crew? Oh yeah, because they weren't taking it seriously. They're all huddled around the monitor watching the yeah. shit. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I get what he's going through. Like, well, I don't get all of it. Obviously, I'm not Tom Cruise, but I mean. He thinks, I mean, he's under the belief that he's literally got the movie industry on his back right now because he's trying to get this Mission Impossible movie because apparently there's no other movies mm-hmm. in that in that level that are being in production right now. 
And he had to pull a lot of strings because they're over in Europe, I think. Yeah. And that's even more strict over there for unions. They, ju- and- they, they just got a new strain of COVID out there. So they went back on lockdown. Yeah. So. And I think their, their, their uh, leader, Boris Johnson, got sick again. So he's had it twice. So yeah. yeah, they're they're legit cracking down over there. So yeah, that's that's gonna be interesting uh, with all that. Um, I doubt that Tom Cruise will have better luck than Tennant did. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that much stress on himself. You know what I'm thinking about the Tenet? guy. Here, here's the thing about the Tennant. Tenet. Uh, I've I've said it for a long time. I think Christopher Nolan is overrated. I don't really care a whole lot for his films. The franchise is what got him through the Batman trilogy. To me. Yeah, I agree. Um, but for some reason, he's supposed to be this masterpiece director and everything he touches turns to gold and shit. I think this COVID pandemic shined the light on what people really think about Christopher Nolan. Because if he was as good... People would have made that effort yes, to go. I think They'd so. risk their life to go. Yeah. <laughs> but, no. Anyway, I I don't want to go off on a tangent on Christopher Nolan. Um, <laughs> Couple other things I want to see: uh, Snake Eyes, the GI Joe movie. That's still happening. Yeah, it's in post production. I think it's already supposed to come out. I think, but um, and then Spider Man Three, and there's oh, a lot of God. There's we... a lot of rumors about Spider Man Three. I don't know if it's gonna they brought back Molina from Spider Man Two to redo Doctor Octopus. What? Yeah, Molina. Oh um, no, no, they brought back um, Jamie Fox play Electro. Him too. They're bringing back a lot of people. <laughs> I didn't hear about um, Edward Molina. Is it Alfred? Edward? Alfred Molina. Yeah, they got him back. Well, I mean, Hawk. that's just rumors and rumors that they also got Tommy McGuire and uh, Andrew Garfield. But. but I guess would that be a tie-in to the Doctor Strange, the Madness of the Multiverse? I don't know what. I, that'd be weird. If there's going. two movies that comes out and it's yeah. both dealing with that shit. It seems well, the third one, if you if you if you count the quantum mania deal that they're doing, with that's Ant-Man. more time. That's more time than anything. That's not ultimate realities. Mm. And then plus, with Spider Man, we just got the, into the Spider Verse, like multi-dimensional shit. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Spider Man Three, but <laughs> anyway, Venom's happening still. Okay, I'll give that a shot. Um. Okay. So, TV shows. Um, By default, Mandalorian season two was was it for me. It was fucking good. It was really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else I've seen. Did you watch the... Um, well, let me go over a couple things. Mandalorian, obviously. That's my favorite show of, yeah, of the year. Done. Um, the finale series of uh, Clone Wars. Didn't get to catch that. Umbrella Academy Season 2. Oh. That was good. I like that one better than Season 1, actually. Um, I got one here. I first shit on it when it first came out. And I, I, uh, Miss Maisel? No. No, I never shit on that. That's a great movie. That's a great <laughs> show. Um, but this this show came out. I, I, the pilot came out. I watched it. I hated it. And then I went back and watched it again. And I actually ended up liking the show. Star, Queen's Gambit? Stargirl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on, C, on CW. Yeah. It was originally on the DC Universe app. Uh, oh, which, by the way, that was another thing that happened through all this. I said it. You know, I've done episodes. On I DC didn't want Universe. to mention it because I know it's still a touchy subject. No, no, no. You said it. I'm, I'm over it now. But, you know, DC, I, I said it was going to collapse and they were denying it ever since they released HBO Max. And I said, they're going to shut down this fucking app. I know they are. It's just a comic reader now. Yeah. <laughs> they changed the name to it to DC Infinite or something. Yeah. And it's just a comic reader. Uh, I mean, I canceled my subscription a year ago, but 
Um, but now I do have a subscription to HBO Max, and they do have a lot of DC shows on there. All the stuff that I did, couldn't finish watching because I ended my subscription. But they have all the DC Universe originals. Um, they have some older stuff. I just got finished binging an old cartoon. Um, excuse me. CGI animated series. Beware the Batman. Oh. If you haven't seen this, it came out in 2013. I wrote it off because I watched the first couple episodes back when it first debuted. I didn't like it. I didn't like what they're doing with some of the animation style. I didn't like the the villains that they were using. But God damn it, if they didn't craft a good story in that and not... I don't know. There's a lot of good stuff on there. So if you have HBO Max, go into the DC Hub and check out Beware the Batman. Give it a shot. Give it a few episodes to get into it. And yeah, I think I think it's I think it's I don't want to say it's up there as good as Batman the Animated Series, but it's like yeah, Batman the Animated Series, and you have maybe Batman Beyond, and then you have this. Like really? story like based on story wise. Got you. Um yeah. And actually, if you think about it, actually, story-wise, that might actually be even... Over, over beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a solid... They they do things in that show that I've never really seen them do with a Batman animated series. Like, like the first scene, he's, like, taking down some thugs, right? And he gets taken down, and he, like, gets his shoulder separated... So he goes up next to a, a van. He like leans up next to a van, and pops it back. He's like slams his shoulder into the van and pops it back. And the next morning, he's like in bed, and you can see bruises all over his shoulder and his face and shit. You see that in live action show, Last yeah. Lethal Weapon, but you don't see it in an animated TV series yeah. for kids. And there yeah. is, it was, it's a very mature show. It's not. I don't think it's really meant for kids. There's some villains that are kind of over the top, like Professor Pig and Toad and all this other shit. It's some random stupid villains, but. The last like two or three episodes, it's a really solid story to to wrap it up. So, really good. Anyway, that's an old show, but I did watch it. That was a show that I binged. So whatever, I'll include it. I'll I'll out. Uh, you mentioned just a second ago, Queen's Gambit on Netflix. I watched it. My wife watched it with me. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. I like the the main chick, uh, Annie Taylor Joy, who was in New Mutants. Mm-hmm. She was in uh, Splice and and Glass. Um, so she's, she's the one with the, the, the weird looking eyes, the creepy eyes. Yeah. Actually, crisis on infinite earth also happened in the beginning of the year. Yeah. But then C CW DC shows just shit the bed through right after that. So wow. the shows did not follow up on that at all. Matter of fact, um, some news that came out, uh, Supergirl is being canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, black lightning is being canceled Ugh. and, um, uh, the rumor is Legends of Tomorrow is the next one that's going to be on the chopping block. And Arrow's already finished, right? Arrow finished, yeah. Well, that was wrapped yeah. up with with Crisis, but um, yeah. So now we just have uh, Flash. We have the new Lois Lane and Superman show that's coming out, Has and then been- season two of Bat of uh, Batwoman with uh, the new Batwoman because yeah. the other one left. Yeah, um, and I think that's it. I mean, wow. My, unless I'm forgetting somebody. Stargirl, maybe, but that's more... Well, that's CW, so, yeah. But, yeah, the crisis ended in 2021, or 2020, and... Unless they tie in Doom Patrol to all that shit. They kind of did. They they show them on in Crisis, but it's not... None of that's tied into it. Um, yeah, just the shows that has been kind of stagnant and 
not really going anywhere, and they did not follow up on Crisis at all. Anyway, um, oh, uh, since you mentioned uh, Beware the Batman that you suddenly fell in love with, I'm gonna just give some a little bit of advice here. Um, early on, maybe ten years ago, when G4 the channel was still a thing, um, Marvel had released four separate um, anime series, anime mm-hmm. series, X Men, Wolverine. Blade and Iron Man. Right. Recently, about a month ago, um, Wolverine and Iron Man, they're one season each, like eight or nine episodes each season. Both of those shows have been added to Netflix. Oh, if you, X-Men's on there too. Yeah. If you, if you haven't seen them, go back, go watch them. They are fucking good. Uh, the Wolverine... Ca- if, uh, caveat. You... Ha- if you're not an anime fan, it's, it's not going to work. That's fair. I, it's very I, anime. It's very Japanese. Yeah. It's very um, culture related the, the, to Japanese. I would suggest Japan. the first one you watch is the Wolverine because it's all it. It kind of I don't want to say it retells because this actually came out before the Wolverine movie that actually came out in theaters. But the the whole story of Wolverine in Japan with Mariko and that that's the a ten episode retelling uh, in that Wolverine anime. So I would say if you already watched the Wolverine movie with Hugh Jackman. I'd watch this anime first just to get used to the style and to the way the presentation of how everyone looks. If you dig it, try Iron Man or X-Men next. If not, just pull the plug because you probably won't like the others either because it is heavy on the anime. It's very it's very yeah. anime. It's not even like... But again, it's, it's not even Dragon like, Ball. I've seen some other anime yeah, in the past, but, Initial D. So I, I'm, a, I'm accustomed to the style and it's easier for me to accept as opposed to someone that doesn't have a fucking Crunchyroll uh, subscription that doesn't really like the style of anime. Yeah. I mean, there's not even like a hint of American culture in this. This is straight no, up. This is all Japan. This was made for Japanese audiences yep. and they, they dubbed it over to the United States. And yeah. that was part of a deal. Everything Marvel. in these shows happens in Japan. Yeah. The blade stuff happens in Japan. Iron Man's feuding with another, another company that's in Japan. So Iron Man's in Yeah, The whole thing is made for Japan. You know, if you're into that, I'll also add on. There is a, sh- there's a show that's actually available on Disney plus. I want to say it's Avengers, Ac- Avengers Academy or Avengers something. Um, but it's an anime and it's in Japan, and it's about these young anime kids. Um, your typical anime style, yeah, antagonist or I'm sorry, protagonist, um, joining the or they're like new recruits or they're trainees for the Avengers. So nice. you have, and it's kind of this. The anime is stylized, obviously. I don't think it's as heavy as it is on those mm-hmm. shows. And there is a difference to as heavy. Yeah. <laughs> but it is very anime. And yeah. it, I, I want to say it, it's on the Disney Plus app. So if you if you like those shows, if you want to see maybe an Avengers anime show, go to Disney Plus. It's on there. Nice. I didn't know about it until I had the Disney Plus app. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I clicked on it. It's like, oh, it's anime. Okay. Um, and if y'all don't know what anime is, it's just Japanese style animation it's, it's, yeah. made for that audience over there. It's more very stylized animation, more. Cr- it's very know, unique. Very unique. Uh, very great. I mean, it's done really well as far as the animation itself. Yeah. It's just, and there's different styles because if there if it's like hand drawn, it's 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 a marvel to watch. If it's no CGI, opinion. yeah. If it's CGI or something like that, or a crossbreed, it, it's it's going to be a little bit more different, a little more colorful, a little more fluid, kind of. Yeah. There's a charm to the hand-drawn anime of old, which which the Wolverine and the Marvel stuff 
that that's on Netflix kind of reminds me of. I mean, I'm a I'm a obviously if you know me, I'm a big X Men guy. That X Men anime was kind of hard to get through, and that's and yeah. I know, but and I knew all they were going off of a a different set of villains that you don't normally see, and I appreciate that. It was a different cast of X Men that you don't normally see, which again I appreciate that, and I do appreciate seeing White Queen in in anime style too, <laughs> but. Uh, it's just it was story wise because there's certain aspects of anime that yeah. just sometimes and, they, they and linger they, too long. And they draw, yeah, oh yeah. We had eight episodes of Dragon Ball Z of Goku charging up a goddamn spirit bomb. <laughs> so I know I know what you mean when you when you bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I said Queen's Gambit. Oh, also Hunters on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, did you see that one? No. Well, alrighty. Um, so there's. <laughs> I was too busy watching movies that I didn't make time to watch series other than Mando. Clearly, I've actually I've been holding out on watching season two of The Boys, and now that I don't have uh, a partner to wait on to binge it, I'm this weekend coming up. I'm gonna just watch the whole fucking season two, which you've told me more than once that, uh, or you've gave me the impression more than once that it's not gonna live up to season one. But I'm gonna try to watch it anyway. Yeah. Well, season one left on a damn cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch my head. Don't worry. Inter- it doesn't pick up after that. God damn it, Bobby. Oh, it's called Future Avengers. Future Avengers. Okay. So it's on, but it's on, uh, um, there's actually two seasons. Okay. So yeah, it's on Disney plus. Um, so hunters, that was basically like they're, they're Nazi hunters. Cause there's, they're saying that after world war two and everything, there were certain Nazis that were granted basically, uh, pardons and amnesty into the United States. Well, these these hunters go out and find them and they kill them, but it's and it's got like their their Professor X is led by uh, Al Pacino. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they got um, the way they introduce their characters. They get like little title cards, like when they first pop up, they get you know the their name and what they do. And yeah. So you get that aspect, that kind of style. Um, but it's really cool because you know you talked about how it you like shows that um, mess with like actual history. They do this on, on nice. This show, so now you got my attention. Yeah, um, hunters. Okay. I'm going to throw this out here because everybody was talking about it. It was it was the at the it was at the brink. It was the start of the the COVID. Everybody was at home. We needed something to watch. The whole nation watched Tiger King. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You say how long in the series before you realize Carol Baskin murdered her goddamn husband? 30 seconds in a scene. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the series finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but okay, sure. That bitch, Carol Baskins. <laughs> like, who, who doesn't know that? Who doesn't know that, you know? Who doesn't know who Carol Baskins is right now? Who doesn't know who Tyra King is, you know? Or that whole show, like, every person on there was like a character in a movie. Like, I couldn't believe this shit was real. Anyway. <laughs> um, and one thing that I'm surprised we haven't really talked about either off air or on air, uh, Transformers War for Cybertron, uh, Siege. Whew. Um, the first, the first season was good. I wouldn't say it blew me away. Um, what didn't you like about it? I'm going to spit it out. I know I'm going to be an asshole by saying it. You don't have to tell us you're an asshole. You can well, you can uh, smell it from here. Opt- Peter Cullen, like I just I can't see I I can't get into a opt- I can't get into a Transformers animated show without Peter Cullen as my Optimus Prime. 
Mm. I tried with animated, um, and I tried with um, the Transformers from the uh, that they had from Machinima, that had the guys from the the Honest Trailers as the Optimist. Right. That didn't work for me either. And then this one right now didn't work for me either. Um, the quasi love interest with RC. Optimus and I was like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know atomically how that works. You mean Alita One? Alita One. There you yeah. go. One of them. Um, I like the Impactor turn, where he mm. was a uh, ex Decepticon, didn't believe in the movement. Yeah, but he still couldn't trust him. You know, and then the the, the fake out of Mirage being the Decepticon. There's some good stuff in there. I just felt it felt like. I think it has the pacing of anime series because it's it was it was labeled an anime series. And I think Transformers is enough of a franchise that we expect more than a six or seven episode quote unquote season. Just release the whole thing. Just give me twenty episodes. Yeah. Why are we waiting six months for part well, two? Like, we got seven episodes and then we gotta wait another pandemic for the next eight? Like, come on. Well, it's like this. Like, they have two audiences they try to cater to. They have the young children. Uh, this show is not for young no, children. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They have young children uh, who are they're geared for the toys and everything. And us that buy all the fucking toys. <laughs> yeah, and they have the adult collectors. Yeah. And I think both the war, the uh, the Combiner Wars trilogy was for collectors, and mm -hmm. this trilogy is going to be for collectors. I don't think it's to have kids in the only mind. The only rebuttal I have is I doubt collectors need an episode to buy new toys. If there's new toys out there, they'll buy them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. And, here, and here's I, I do have some notes because at one point I was thinking about maybe I can do an episode on this. Um, <laughs> but I just have a few notes here. So um, I like the fact that... Um, that it's all on Cybertron. It takes, yeah, it's my first note. It takes place on Cybertron. <laughs> yeah. It, um, I like the look and feel of the setting. Cybertron. Mm -hmm. um, I like the different take they had on Bumblebee. That he was kind of like this loner, sca not scavenger, I guess, but he would just... He was a scout on his own. Yeah, yeah. He didn't need a... He when we see him, he has no affiliate logo, no nothing, so... Yeah. Um, it had a similar opening sequence, like the 84 series, where they're on the run from mm -hmm. the, the secret jets, and they're just trying to keep uh, Energon to themselves, whatever. Um, as far as voice acting goes, you mentioned Optimus Prime, I mean... I really thought the voice actor for Starstream yes. sounded just like Chris Latta from yes. the original series. It was crazy how much he sounded like him. Um, the other voice acting I said does does good, except with the exception of a few. Um, and I think I mentioned, yeah, it's down here, voice acting needs more needs more pep, especially Megatron and Optimus. It just sounds like they were just talking like this the whole time, no matter what they were saying. If you know what no I mean. No importance in their voice. No. no tone. Because they were trying to sound dramatic and serious. Anyway. Insert um, punchline. Yeah. Um, they st some some things I didn't like. They still move a little blocky. Mm -hmm. Like old, like the past CGI series. Like Machinima, yeah. Yeah, Machinima. And even going back farther, um, I think it was Energon. Uh, they were like, there was the CGI cartoon. Mm -hmm. It was really blocky back then. The way they moved was just. Yeah. And then when they, they would fall down, it would just be like. And it was just, <laughs> yeah. Um, the designs, um, they look good, but I wish they didn't look exactly like the toys. Like they had like panels and shit, like like the toys had. Like they just took a scan of a toy and they just used that as a model. I just wish they would have used some more creative liberties to hide the backpacks and the panels the and kibble. Yeah, all the, yeah kibble. Yeah, there you go. Um, and other unsightly aesthetics. 
that I put on. <laughs> um, okay, so the plot is for the Decepticons to find the AllSpark and use it to reformat the Autobots and win the war. I said, I like how Megatron was against the idea at first, as he says, there's no honor in that. Until he gets pissed that they lose a small battle, and then he just says, fuck it. Yeah. Let's wipe them all out. And then using Ultra Magnus as like a bug I like to that. get the conversations. Yeah. That part I did like. There was, yeah. like, there was, there was good. Like, is Magnus turning? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, another good twist on a character was Ratchet. Like, he was a former arms dealer turned to being a healer and fixer. Mm-hmm. He stole weapons that d- destroyed robots. So he's like, oh, well, now. I'm- it's my fault. Yeah. So I, I feel yeah. like I I'm thought that dead was. To- yeah. Yeah. Um, I said it was kind of lame that all the non main characters were all just repainted models. They all look the same. They're just different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, something new. Uh, the Alpha Trion protocols. I never heard of that before. Uh, they contain all knowledge of Cybertron to be stored in a in a chosen host. And I think it kind of got bounced around. I think Bumblebee. Yeah. Uh, got it. And that's where my notes stop. So I don't know where I was going with that. But I don't have anything. <laughs> else. But yeah. The, and uh, they wind up taking this all spark to Earth. So season, so part two is going to be. He tosses, isn't he? Like he tossed it in yeah. somewhere. So there's he, like yeah. a group of Autobots are still on Cybertron. They're probably going to get fucked up by by the Decepticons that are still there, and then the other Autobots. He had some good Cybertron. stuff with the uh, Jetfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, by fate, he turned <laughs> like he always has to start as evil and goes yeah. to good. So um, it, it was it was it was weird to to see that both the teams weren't on the same page. You yeah. know, because we've been through enough animated shows and movies to know that Cyber that there's Starscream always wants to up Megatron and mm-hmm. Soundwave is always loyal. And then like even the anim- uh, Transformers animated Lugnuts, like the big guy that's like all up on Megatron. But even the Autobots weren't on the same team for the most part either. Bumblebee didn't want to be there. Optimus was still doubting whether he was making the right choice. Ultra Magnus thought he was doing his own good by going up to Megatron himself. Mm-hmm. And it just... It was a bungled war on both sides, and I think that was an interesting dynamic that was one of the few that kept me through the to like the last episode of at least the first season. The one thing I didn't like about uh, Combiner Wars was there was no like damage to anybody, like nobody got hurt or nobody got yeah. showed like scars or anything. Here, I think they did a little bit better job, but I think they could have done them a lot better. They could have kept them broken. Like Impactor was being healed by Ratchet, but and he wasn't completely fixed. Yeah. And then in the next scene, he's all all back to normal. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like all the toys that came from this, they're all like scarred up and got damage damage on them and everything. So I was expecting a little bit more of that in this. But everybody looks all nice and shiny. Yeah. What the hell. Anyway, this isn't a Transformers episode. This is a year in review episode. <laughs> um, did you have anything else? That you wanted to go over as far as uh, any big news or anything like that or events or anything like that that uh, came up with anything? Mm, no. no, I think that's it. Um, we got some, you know, celebrity deaths. Oh. You know, this the the one part of the the show that's always uh, a, a downer. Yeah, a downer. But uh, it, it, people talk about it. And it's something that uh, it's it's a part of pop culture. So, um. I can't believe it happened in 2020 because it feels like forever ago, but Kobe Bryant. Yeah. The beginning of January. Yeah. So that That was out of nowhere. Yeah. Helicopter crash. (sighs) Jesus Christ. Um, Alex Trebek. Regis Philman. Then we mentioned, uh, well, we mentioned on their star Wars episode, but David Prowse and Jeremy Bullock. Fucking Sean Connery, man. Uh, Eddie Van Halen, mm. Chadwick Boseman, 
Um, then we have Kelly Preston, John Saxon, who he was in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, Jerry Stiller passed away. Um, Sir Ian Holm. Then we have Kirk Douglas. Mm. Kenny Rogers. God. Not Kenny Rogers. Um, but anyway. Not, I mean, there obviously there is a lot more, but those are the ones I just kind of stood out as far as. Um, Give me an upper before we get out of here. Oh, wait. <laughs> an upper. Um, what else is on the list of going away this year? Well, let's see. Oh, um, hold on. I got this message coming in. Hold on one second for me. The time has come. Execute order 66. Okay, well, um, with that, we're we're gonna we're gonna do something that uh, it's been a long time coming, uh, especially this year. Kind of put a, a fast track on it, but because of different scheduling conflicts and, and, and getting together, and and really with COVID, just kind of screwing everything up. And, with, and we don't, there's no guarantee that anything we talked about for 2021 is happening. True. I mean, it possibly will, but I uh, mean. Um, we we decided we're gonna go ahead and call it end for pop culture rewind. We're gonna, as they like to say, we're gonna be we're gonna go on hiatus, as like to say in the movie mm-hmm. industry. However, I do still have a YouTube channel, which, with lack of new podcasts that will be coming out, um, I might try to do some shorter, quick hits on YouTube through YouTube videos. Um, just kind of continue episodes to there. When I got a chance, that's another thing. I just, I don't have a lot of time, um, especially doing editing and things like that. But I still enjoy doing this. It's just, you know, it's a hobby. It's, you know, I'm not getting any money for doing any of this. So this can only go on for so long. So I um, got a good run. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I, I enjoy doing the shows, but sometimes when it's not becoming as fun, yeah. It, it was, and it's becoming more of a, a duty. You're just like he said, duty. Yeah, I did. I did I'm, gonna t- I'm gonna just assume that I have nothing to do with that feeling. So, yeah, it's no, it's no, it's no one, in, it's no one in particular. It's just I just I, I'm just it's it's a lot to schedule around time and space and it's content and yeah, it's it's I'm tired, man. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta take a break. I gotta take a break for right now, and that's why I'm saying this: never say never. But when the time is right, I might come back with a volume two or version 2.0. I don't know. See us next year for our 2021 interview. <laughs> That's our welcome back. Right. <laughs> we'll Take give you 11 months to cool off. Yeah. <laughs> then when you get that itch again and you realize it's not the cat. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, I'll still, as to, unless something changes, I mean, I still plan on having Facebook, our Facebook page up, our Instagram, our YouPorn. I don't. I told TikTok. you we don't have. I don't know where you're going. I don't have that. So whatever you're seeing on <laughs> on that channel, I don't know. I think technically my Twitter account's still open, <laughs> but I really don't know for sure. Um, so if you see me on Twitter, it's usually just like retweets of like it's like repostings of like Facebook or, or Instagram. But yeah, I'm just we we gotta we gotta take a break, take a little hiatus right now. 2020 was a year, man. It. Shit. I figured this if there's ever a time to actually pull the trigger on this, it's now. Yeah. And as you can see, we haven't had any episodes 
for like months at a time. It's like, okay, well. Until today, we recorded four episodes in one sitting, which Spoiler, is unbeknownst to y'all. <laughs> we went out don't with ruin the magic, man. We went out with a bang. Yeah. But, this uh, is definitely a highlight of the year. <laughs> yeah. Of what? Canceling the show? <laughs> <laughs> no, just being able to do all these shows at once today. Uh, yeah. I thought they came out all right. Um, Every episode you and I do come out fantastic. It's just a shame no one else knows that. <laughs> well, yeah, people got to listen to them. Um, so, yeah, it's just one of those things where, yeah, I enjoy doing it. But like I said, it's a hobby. And to be honest, it is it is just a hobby. But quite frankly, if I'm not, if, if no one's listening to it, yeah. <laughs> nobody's watching it, it just kind of takes the fun out of out of doing it, you know. So um, it is what it is. Um, like I said, just keep keep up on our Facebook page. Check out our, our YouTube channel. Just do a search for Pop Culture Rewind. There might be some new content eventually <laughs> coming up. Yeah, but there's right old now, content that you missed. Maybe. There's a lot of good episodes you and I have done together. There's a lot of good episodes you and X have done together. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if, if for whatever reason the topic wasn't relevant to you then, it might be relevant to you now. Just give it a shot. Yeah. And I might still put up some older stuff anyways. Yeah. But so I'll probably have the the audio podcast still up on the RS the, the feed. For a little bit. For a little memoriam. bit. And then I'll probably just pull the plug on that because I don't want to be paying for it. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's downloaded an episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to Chris. Thank you to Xavier and any other co-hosts that's... <laughs> Abel, Scott, Aaron, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. I want to say thanks to the listeners. I, I, I'm a handful. I, I don't carry a journal or anything like that. So a lot of stuff I'm vetting on here. I'm shooting from the hip just to get it out. Yeah, I think they know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, we had good times like going to the, the Common Paloozas and doing those live. Yeah. And sometimes our equipment doesn't work, but we <laughs> we talk. Dude, that, li that live fucking uh, Comic Palooza we did where we did the fucking tournament, the bracket for the Marvel movie. Yeah. That was fun as shit, man. I was nervous for like five minutes. And then after that, we were both like, fuck it, let's just run, <laughs> run yeah. with it. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty fun. But uh, anyway, what what do they say? Never say goodbye. This, is, this isn't goodbye. This is a see you later type of thing. No, nah, no, nah, it's goodbye. I'm not coming back into this room again with microphones. Okay, well, fuck yeah. you too. <laughs> just kidding. And on that note. <laughs> Always remember to pop your culture. The one time I get to do <laughs> Pop your culture. <laughs> one more time. Top guys. Out. <laughs> that was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Hey everyone, welcome to Pop Culture Rewind. I'm your host, Travis. And I am the sidekick, Chris. And thank you so much for uh, tuning in to us. Uh, we, we started this uh, about a month ago, uh, just kind of messing around. 
we figured we'd start a, a podcast uh, just discussing different things that's uh, going on around and I guess pop culture, you know, something that's been fun to us to talk about over the years. Last, uh, our, our little pilot that we did was uh, over video games. Yes. And uh, that was a good topic. I, th- I think that show came out really good, and a lot. Of, I got some really good feedback on that show. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, right? It was shocker. Who did who did right? Yeah, right. Really. Yeah, but uh, you know, when we did that show, we didn't know what the know, hell we were doing. Yeah, basically. yeah. We even called ourselves uh, "Pop Goes the Culture." Because um, we like the title and we figured no one else was, yeah. was smart enough to take it. It's too good, so it can't be taken, right? Of course. Yeah. Knowing our luck. Uh, I'm not going to say that that was, your idea, that was your responsibility to check for that, but... Anyway, we're uh, not called Pop Goes the Culture anymore. <laughs> uh, so what so are we this week? This week, we're going to be Pop Culture Rewind. Alright, we'll yes. see how long that sticks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I hope it sticks a little bit longer, because actually, uh, we're, we're in this thing now, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, if you want to see more of that, you can actually catch us. Now we actually have our Facebook page. Ah. Facebook.com slash PopCultureRewind. And we also have our Twitter account. Where is that? That is at Twitter. And you can follow us at... PopCultureRWND for PopCultureRewind. Very good, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That was that was a hard one to come up. With. I'm kind of new to the whole Twitter thing. That was kind of hard to come up with with a handle for that because it was too long, right? By two letters. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So we took out the. Uh, it would defeat the purpose if we took out the at, right? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Pop culture, R W N D. Yeah. Yeah. You can also catch us on iTunes. Just do a search for Pop Culture Rewind. Uh, do us a favor. Just click on the subscribe button. You know. So we'll. You know, anytime we decide to do an episode, you'll get it. <laughs> yeah. And if you have any questions or anything, if you want to contact me or Chris, you can reach us out in any of those uh, outlets, or you can also reach us uh, through our email. We have uh, popculturerewind at gmail.com. Very nice. Yeah. So in case you didn't catch the theme there, Pop Culture Rewind is everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that being said, thanks again uh, for, uh, for tuning in, and hopefully we uh, will keep you entertained for just a little bit. And if we fail, try again next episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that being said, let's let's uh, talk about what what's been going on uh, lately. So what what you what did we do this past week? Woo! Yeah. I've been wanting to hang out with my nephews for a while. My wreckers, my Smash Brothers, my nephews Aaron and Johnny. Yeah. I promised um, that I was going to take them to the movies. Um, I took advantage of having them on my hands. So between the three of us and my girlfriend Lisa, we went and did a double feature. Oh shit. Yeah, so first, uh, we wound up doing um, Guardians of the Galaxy in 3D. Nice. Uh, we okay. saw it in 2D, and right. we figured, wow, I would have loved to see how this came out in 3D. And um, the theater over here by your place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stirred cheap yeah. during the day. So yeah. I wound up, it wound up going to watch it. They had a blast. It was awesome. They loved it. Stuffed our faces, and, and then after that, we saw a second movie. We saw uh, the new Ninja Turtles. I'm so sorry for your loss. You shouldn't be, you know. Um, I'm going to take this moment to, to, oh, to vent. No. Oh, here we go. Oh, vent. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm going to vent. Vent. Away, vent. Okay. And it's really nothing to do about the movie. Oh. I, I you can't, read, no, you can't vent in. I read every single negative review I could somehow end up with getting my hands on because that's all it was. I heard nothing but negative reviews mm-hmm. the entire week building up to this movie mm-hmm. that almost made me not want to go watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I went and saw it, and I actually thought it was really good, for what it was. For what it was. And let me explain why I say that. 
Critics that bashed the movie, bashed everything about the movie, missed one very glaring part at the beginning of the movie. And what's that? It's Nickelodeon films. <laughs> so all these 25, 35, 45, 55-year-old assholes that think just because they have a pen and paper and sit behind a keyboard think they have the power... What, I'm an asshole now? <laughs> no, you're behind a mic. Oh, okay. So you're different. You you're, said pen and paper. Yeah, you're, you're, I do you're, have a keyboard you're, right you're, over you're there. Penis. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you, sir. They Continue. think it's directed to them. Right. When it's not. Right. You can't look at a movie like the next SpongeBob movie that's coming out next year that I'm also dying to see after the trailer. I can't expect an Oscar-nominated Heath Ledger movie out of that. It's not geared for me. It's geared for kids. Heath Ledger, really? Okay. Yeah. It, every every kid that was in there, they were enjoying it from start to finish. The story wasn't that confusing. Megan Fox, actually, this was out of the movies I've seen her in. All the movies I've seen her in involved Michael Bay. Right. Out of the two Transformers movies and this one, this is the not only the least annoying of her, mm-hmm. she's actually... Okay, which is hard for me to say because the first two. You did pause for a second yeah. to say that. Yeah. So yeah, the movie's not geared toward us. It's geared to kids. If anything, the reason we're all fans of it, we're all wear the merch, just like we're all old big kids, is for us to show the little guys, hey, it's okay for you to like this. I liked it when I was younger, and I hope you like it now in your age. Right. Because you know, just like we might not understand all the jokes that are in this new movie. If we got if we got our kids or our little nephews and nieces and sat them down and watched Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze, our movie from back in the day, they're not going to understand half of the shit that's going on there either because it's not geared to them. Yeah, I got I to gotta say something about that. Have you gone back and watched the original trilogy? I have the original trilogy on, okay. my, on my iTunes. The third one, I still, I, I still barely make it to you the can't, end. You can't watch it. The first Ninja Turtle movie, that still holds up. It does, yeah. Uh, the, the soundtrack, the music, the the lines, everything. Yeah, everything works perfectly in that yeah. movie. The second one, I did not realize watching that as an adult how bad that movie actually yeah. is. Whew. I think they tried a little too hard. Yeah, a little. Yeah, they knew their pop. They, they were over the in, in pop culture in in uh, ninety one and in, in ninety two. Yeah, they were up. I mean, that's where they were at. I mean, yeah. they had all the licensings, all the pushing. You know, they had you know Pizza Hut. They were on top. So that movie was just a big love letter, I guess, to 92 yeah. <laughs> and where the Ninja Turtles were at that time. Vanilla Ice and the Ninja Rap and all that stuff. And um, If you try to watch it again and try to explain it to somebody now, you can't. The kids aren't going to get you it. You can't. Even me watching it as an adult, I, it's hard for me to justify that. Yeah. But being in the moment back then... It was the shit. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can't explain it. It was just, yeah. you had to be there. And it's hard for me to, like, from an outsider looking in, trying to put two and two together, when Guardians is, like, a relatively unknown, for the most part, to the mass audience. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're making, they've already beaten Transformers in the first ten days. Yeah. As opposed to this stock of Ninja Turtles that... Everyone knows about mm-hmm. like all, like ninety percent of the people in the theater that I went to watch either had green on or had Ninja Turtles on, and that wasn't just kids. The the parents too. Yeah. Why they couldn't do as much as the stuff that's gone on right now? Transformers Four, Gangbusters, old school, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, Marvel Comics, some old school stuff. They they generated money, and I think that all goes back to. How many negative reviews everybody was crapping on it thinking it was a movie for an adult. Like, all the Marvel stuff that's come out so far, that's geared for adults. For the most part. For the most part. The yeah. storytelling and yeah. all the and all the and some of the obscure people that they've been bringing out as villains in some of these movies, that's true adults. 
Dark Knight trilogy? Yeah. Adults. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You know? Um, Ninja Turtles? It's it's always going to be kid stuff. Right. Well, and, just the name by itself. Yeah. And <laughs> I, it, it didn't make it, especially with all my friends on my Facebook and my, my Twitter saying, wow, this was surprisingly better than I thought. Oh, wow, I'm glad I didn't hear the critics. Oh, my God, Megan Fox was tolerable. Like, this wasn't for us. Right. <laughs> and it just sucks that, that the critics now have that kind of ability to just sink a movie before it even goes in the water. I think it's, this, is, this is going to be something where I'm going to fall back to what I said about um, the, the Transformer franchise, you know, Michael Bay's movies. As much as I can't stand them, I'm glad that this generation has Transformers. Yeah. It is cool to, to go out and still see relevancy of something that I liked as a kid. Still seeing kids like the same thing that I liked when I was a kid. Yeah. So, in the back of my mind, I, I'm I'm kind of hoping that as bad as we're bashing, and I've been vocal about it, I've I can't get past the designs of yeah. the that's if I can if I watch the movie, I'm gonna have to like just put that in the back of my head. Okay, that's the designs they're gone with. I can't I can't get over that. I mean, I I can't look. I have to get over it yeah. <laughs> pretty much. But once I get past that. You know, maybe we'll talk then. Yeah. But as long as it's a success and more kids are able to enjoy it, hey, what? Who? You know, who are we? You know, to better to keep the legend around. It's more sentimental. I think people just get touchy about it. Same thing with what happened with Transformers. I mean, it's such a sentimental thing, you know, for our childhood. You know, yeah. and um, as as long as it keeps the franchise going and you still see, you see kids liking what we liked when we were kids, that's all that matters. I think in yeah. the long run. Of course, yes, Hollywood would be about the money also. Any, I mean, for me, having my nephews there sitting next to me and like 15 minutes in, my oldest nephew, Johnny, is like, hey, is the Krang in this? Where's the Krang? I was like, for him to, to say stuff like that, it kind of bridges, like, it just brings us close. Right. Gap, yeah. Brings the gap closer together between old folks like us mm-hmm. and the young ones like them. Right. You know, and at the end of the day, I mean, you can't argue with that, dude. And it's nothing against Dennis Charles in general. Like, I've been a fan ever since I was a kid. Even the new Nickelodeon cartoon that's been out for a couple years. I love years. it. That is genius. You don't have to be an eight-year-old yeah. to enjoy oh, it. No. There's I, enough for there for the eight-year-old to enjoy, but they throw bones at the old oh, timers. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got that. I got that on my on my DVR. And that, that come you know, whenever that comes on, I got that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they do a lot of homages to the original cartoon. In the comics, you know, they had the little the comic freeze frames at the end. Even the intro, the little final pose that they do that's yeah. an homage to the old comics you know the theme song yeah. is hello <laughs> remix from from the cartoon you know yeah. there was even I think on the season finale they did like they were in like different dimensions yeah and they showed like them from the from the 80s yeah from the cartoon they, yeah. they even brought back the old voice actors to do the couple of the scenes yeah. so uh, that was you know my, one of my friends just I don't think he cared too much for it he said they were trying too hard to be meta but <laughs> but still hey it's, it's a fun little a, f- a fun little nod to hey yeah we've been around for a while <laughs> you want to talk about throwback there was something that we, you and I got to do together last week yes my friend oh lord Jesus <laughs> <laughs> you want to say it go for it man you do it alright we both uh, about a month ago bought tickets for a limited screening for Dragon Ball Z Battle of the Gods and I gotta say I thoroughly enjoyed that I'm glad we went <laughs> um, I'm glad I drug you out. <laughs> no, I know. Once we, no, we we talked about it for you, a while. Yeah, yeah, you were thinking about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, It's not easy to get you out of this out of this house of yours. Yeah, it's, uh, out it's of the studio. It's expensive out there. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But uh, no, I, I'm glad I went. You know, we've uh, we've been Dragon Ball Z fans for quite what? some time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. When I think the it went mainstream early 2000. 99, 2000, yeah. somewhere in this when they they brought it over originally with the original voice actors and everything before Funimation got it. Yeah. Then Funimation took over and then they went, you know, everywhere Balls with it. Wall, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I have still in my uh, my display room over there. I do have a shelf just of Dragon Ball Z toys. Wow. You've seen them, right? Yeah. Okay. There yeah. you go. All right. <laughs> I've I've seen everything you've got yeah. in that room. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but. Watching that, you know, they've done Dragon Ball Z movies, you know, in between the seasons, you know, things like that. And they're always usually standalone movies to kind of tie in for what's going on in that that season, whatever. Yeah. But a standalone story, you know. And uh, this one was... Uh, 14 years out of the timeline, Yeah, I think. Yeah. It was supposed to fall in the little, fall in the cut between DBZ and somewhere before GT, I think. Yeah. Well, because the, the creator, um, he had nothing to do with GT. Yeah. So anything that's going to be coming out in Dragon Ball Z, that's Dragon Ball Z. It has nothing to do with uh, GT. So, For those of you who aren't familiar with uh, Dragon Ball Z, what we're talking about, you know, uh, it was just a very popular anime series. Uh, it started off as a, a, a Japanese comic uh, back in the day, and then uh, they made a cartoon over it. But it was uh, originally Dragon Ball. The lead hero is a, is a child. Yeah, alien child. Alien child. Yeah, with the tail. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a long series, which covered a lot of groundwork for in the itself, future. Yeah. yeah. Then from there, it went to Dragon Ball Z, which takes the child uh, star, Goku. All grown up. All grown up. He's got a wife. You know, they just they have a son. That went for several seasons. Yeah. <laughs> there was 291 episodes, I think. Yeah. I have them on VHS. 17, 17 cassettes. Wow. Of... of Dragon Ball Z episodes. I used to collect when they first started coming out the DVDs uh, when Funimation released yeah. them. Like season one was pretty much the whole Vegeta thing, and it was like six DVDs to the box set. Yeah, and there was like forty five episodes. I was like, oh my god, yeah, can I make it to ten or eleven or whatever it yeah. ended up? And, and so that Dragon Ball Z ended, and then from there there was another series after that called Dragon Ball GT, and GT. Um, was pretty much trying to milk the cash cow dry exactly. after Dragon Ball Z. After the, the after the creator, he said, "I'm done. I, I don't have any more story to tell. This is my saga, and I'm done with it." And well, you know, Hollywood or not Hollywood, but you know, any corporation who can make money off of intellectual property, they're going to say no. We tell you when exactly, say exactly. So, yeah. um, I tried to get their GT. I never did. What it did, it brought Goku back down to a, a child size again. He was still an adult, but he was a child, yeah. and it was. They did some interesting things here and there, but there was too many like bringing back people that, spoiler, didn't make it through yeah. <laughs> the, the end of uh, Dragon Ball Z, and it was just it was just too much. But uh, but th- getting back to the point, <laughs> this movie it was fun. It was um, a lot of nods. You know, they try to throw in every character that yeah because yeah. they're doing a big party. Yeah, I, I don't want to give anything away because the DVD's not out yet. I don't think not the, not the Americanized. Shoot, is, not, it, is it? Technically giving it away, this movie's been out in Japan since last year. That's true. <laughs> so, I tried watching a, uh, a dub, uh, yeah, the original, a, a, an unofficial yeah. uh, subtitle version of it, and I, I couldn't get past it. It was just the, the subtitling; it wasn't working right, so I just I couldn't watch it. But um, this was first of all, this is the first time we watched uh, for me uh, to watch a Dragon Ball Z movie in a theater yeah. with a crowd, and let me tell you, sell out crowd, and that. 
right there was just fun to see. You know, a sellout crowd for Dragon Ball Z 14 years after the series it didn't it? Mostly adults. Mostly adults. And they added a second showing for 9 o'clock because that showing that night had sold out and the line was just as long. When we walked out. When we walked out, it was just as long as it was because I was at the tail end of the line when I got there. So I know <laughs> when it was how long that shit was. And it was another sellout. I'm yeah. pretty sure... All the other places like Alamo and Studio Movie Grill yeah. and the other AMCs, they were sold out. Too. I'm glad. I'm, it was it was fun. It was. I think I mentioned this to you, but while we were watching this movie, I uh, I realized uh, maybe a good 15, 20 minutes into it, it's been fourteen years since I watched Dragon Ball Z, and I don't remember <laughs> half these characters' names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to remind you a few of them. Yeah. Well, did you remember all the na- all the names? Not all. Oh, of them. Okay. Well, there you go. I, I we knew, filled each other's blanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Baby, I remember Stop the blushing. faces. I'm, oh, you flatter me, sir. I remember the faces, but I couldn't remember the names. So, mm. um, but anyway, it, it was fun, and um, they captured pretty much the essence of the exactly. Dragon Ball Z storyline in general. Goku being Goku, Vegeta being the badass, <laughs> and I'm telling you, I, I'm not going to spoil it. But there is one scene in that movie where I said to myself, "This is why I like watching this." Yeah. Because they get it right, and then they get it right, and then they press their luck and push it further <laughs> to get it even more right. And it, oh my god, it was flawless. When that moment happened, I, I said, "You know what? I'm gonna buy this fucker when it comes out." Yeah. After I stopped collecting the DVDs mm-hmm. and and sold them to friends and just gave up on right. it, I'm 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 in. The only drawback I don't like is that Funimation doesn't sell their their product digitally. Like I can't go to iTunes or yeah. Amazon Prime and download their episodes and just have them on my phone. They're old I school. They, yeah. yeah. I wish they would sign whatever contract it needs to be done for them to sell to, to do it. Which is weird because a lot of their fan base, I would think, is in that is going digital. Yeah, now, you know, because mm-hmm. like Funimation, they've got they've got off the top of my head, Dragon Ball Z, um, especially the new um, the four part Evangelion movies that have been coming mm. out. Oh, they're doing but, that. Okay. Yeah, that's that's Funimation too, and I can't get my hands on that either digitally. I think they're distributing Attack on Titan too. Yes. Yeah, that's a big hit right there. Yeah. Uh, man, that that came out on Netflix. <laughs> and I, 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 without even hearing about it, I just saw the description on Netflix, and it, it just the description of it was good. It had a, like high rating on it and everything. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot, you know. And whew, yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was an intense series right there. But um, <laughs> nothing really got accomplished on that. <laughs> it was basically left open for a next season, and I think it's they're going to do another season. They're going to be they're going to do two live action movies, nice. all kinds of different stuff for that, but. Did you see? I don't know if you saw. There was a live action. I think it was a Mitsubishi or Suzuki commercial. They're driving around and the big old Titans are coming out and attacking them. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, no. yeah it's weird, <laughs> but it's interesting. So, but anyway, we uh, so we did that on uh, that was last week. We did that and uh, that was fun. But uh, if it comes out on Blu-ray, go check it out. Dragon Ball Z: Battle of the Gods. Especially for any Dragon Ball Z fan, I shouldn't even have to tell you that. Yeah, if you if you've been if at any point in the series of Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. If you're a fan of the series, it's it is a very wise investment to at least get your hands on it and rent it, watch it, buy it, buy it, and then resell it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> It'll yeah. do you good. Okay. Besides that, we both uh, you mentioned this earlier. You watched a movie. Yeah, you watched <laughs> uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Twice. Twice. Yeah. I actually went out and saw it in 3D, and I gotta say this movie. It has, it's got strong legs to stand on on its own. Take it out of the whole Marvel universe. It's its own sci-fi epic. I compared it if, to um, a couple of friends of mine that this would be the Star Wars of our generation. 
It could be. It could be. It could be. You it's know, got episode it. four was eh. Like a lot of people weren't really into it, but by episode five, well, for anyone that doesn't know the Star Wars story, <laughs> when it was released in theaters, it started with chapter four. Right. <laughs> and chap- so by the time chapter five came out, everybody knew. Everybody was on it. Technically, <laughs> technically, the original release was just Star Wars. Yeah. Then when the movie came out, when when episode five came out. When the uh, when it started coming out, re-releasing on um, like VHS things like that, then it was Episode Four, A New yeah. Hope. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, four, so, five, and six was the original. You know, well, okay, whatever. We digress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has the merit to do it on its own. Admittedly, so I don't know if it would have been as good if it wasn't with Marvel's tag on it. You know, it wouldn't. No, a lot of people wouldn't have gone to see it. You think I so? think people got, gave it the benefit of the doubt because the last couple of years, what's Marvel done? Of the last like blockbuster well, was, was Avengers. Yeah. So after Avengers was so good, you everyone went, a lot of people went to see Captain America too. Well, besides, a lot that, of people saw Thor too, and then this one was next on the timeline. So it's like, okay, Avengers was this good, Cap was this good, Thor was this good. Uh, we'll it's give the benefit out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Avengers was the uh, a good ensemble movie, for obvious reasons. It, we, we don't it, that's its own thing. But this is another ensemble movie for Marvel, which, like you said, not a lot of people know the characters. Mm-hmm. And even my, for me, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not that verse in the cosmic characters for Marvel. Mm-hmm. I know of the characters, but I've never like been invested along with a lot of the storylines. Yeah. There was a storyline that kind of, I want to say maybe rebooted the, or re, kind of refreshed, re, re-energized the, the cosmic storyline of the characters like Silver Surfer and Thanos and all them. Mm. That was with the Annihilation storyline. Um, that was a big, big crossover that kind of brought back, it, it, it re-evaluated like all the characters. Nova became a, a big star out of that. And that's when they reintroduced Guardians of the Galaxy and all that. Because okay. Guardians of the Galaxy, for me, was... Just an oddball team from early '90s that nobody really gave a shit about. Yeah, <laughs> it was from they're from the 33rd uh, century. Yeah, yeah, time frame, you know. And I never really got into it. And that's why when I first heard Guardians of the Galaxy, like, when they got re- kind of rebranded, I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, this movie does a really well, a really good job of introducing a whole new universe for mm-hmm. the Marvels. Cinema world, you know. I'm expecting some good things coming off this, you know. They left it, of course, they're experts at this, leaving it open for continuing the storyline. But, you know, that all started uh, when Marvel got their own studio, Marvel Studios. And that's when they went balls to the wall and just went straight forward. For, they knew what they were doing. This Marvel Studios were making movies for the fans. But it couldn't have been possible without some previous successes before they got their own studio. Let's go back to before Marvel was where it's at right now. When did you first get into the Marvel movie-verse? What was the first movie you saw? Blade. Blade? Okay. That was the first one in theater. That I saw. I worked at the theater at the time, so oh, yeah, right. I'm going to watch it. With Blade, that was like their first attempt to kind of get the movie world going again, you know? Because before Blade, you had what? Punisher? Dolph Lundgren? That's about it. <laughs> I I have like flashes being a kid and my dad recording a VHS copy off of like HBO of Howard the Duck, the original, yeah. the one with the puppet and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I see a lot of people. At the, well, to me as a kid, 
when I watched it as a kid, I, well, of course I liked it because I was a kid. You know, mm-hmm. it's Howard the Duck, you know. But I didn't know, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't know, that was based off an old comic, a Marvel comic. I don't know what the majority mainstream people know about Howard the Duck. I would imagine they just own the movie. It's from the old movie. They're old they, enough. Yeah. They had a few Captain America movies that did not go over well at all. They're pretty bad, actually. You can you can YouTube some of those, and you'll see what I'm talking about. You know, you have Captain America, you have Punishers, but about 98, that's when they released Blade. And that was the first time people went, whoa, okay, we actually have a legit movie based on a Marvel, or based on a comic book, really. Mm-hmm. And from there... That kind of revitalized Marvel just in general because at the time, I don't know if a lot of people know this, they were about to go out of business. Yeah, they were bank- they were filed for bankruptcy. Doing Blade just kind of helped them out just a little bit. From there, they realized, hey, comic book movies might be successful. What's a big franchise we have? We have X Men. <laughs> Let's make a movie on X Men. <laughs> and they did, yeah. and it was good. Yeah. <laughs> You know, of course, so good. You know, the, the trilogy, I mean, the, the franchise, X-Men, is still going on to this day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Uh, because they're with Fox. And at the time, before Marvel had their own studio, it was okay. You know, Fox is, they're doing okay with the movies. I still think, out of the original trilogy of X-Men, Part 2 was probably my favorite. Those delves deeper in the story of Wolverine's origin? That, it had Nightcrawler. I mean, it was, to me, it was more of a solid story. Part three was an atrocity. I don't really want to talk about that one. <laughs> um, and then, of course, it came back on track with uh, First Class. Well, they did the uh, the Wolverine Origins movie. Which one was worse, three or Origins Wolverine? Three. Really? I don't even have to question that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> They're both bad. But <laughs> but uh, Wolverine Origins didn't go around killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they can yeah. hell for people to try to... Reinvest in, back into their franchise, which yeah. I gotta give credit where credit's due for um, the current filmmakers that are that are working on it. I know they recently, you know, uh, brought back Brian Singer. He actually uh, helped produce First Class. Mm-hmm. He was going to direct it, but I think it was a scheduling conflict, and um, he got the other director uh, to to direct that one. And then when Days of Future Past, yeah. <laughs> when Days of Future Past came out, you know, Brian Singer he took full reins of that one again, and. I've heard some people say negative things about that one, but he wrong he righted a lot of wrongs. He did, he did. I and I stick by there. my original thing. He did the best he could yeah. with what he was handed. Yeah, and I, I gotta praise him on that. You know, mm-hmm. um, so that's where the X Men franchise is at. You know, Spider Man was the next big successful. I think Spider Man took it to the next level. I think X Men was a good like ensemble story. Yeah, but. I think it was easy the way Sam Raimi made his Spider-Man in the first movie made it so easy for you to root for him. Yes, yeah. Um, the first two movies for sure. Yeah. Again, I don't know what it was with X-Men and, and Spider-Man, but when the third movie came out, it's like they just <laughs> they either ran out of ideas or it could be a situation where the studios were just you got you got certain people, producers and different people putting their hands in the in the cookie jar and saying we want you to do this we want you to do this we want you to do this we want you to we, we want you to put this guy in the movie we want you to to do this for these two guys and you know yeah. and th- it kind of ruined the the vision I think that some that the filmmakers had for those movies yeah you know so and then of course the reboot with uh, Amazing Spider Amazing Spider Man which I, I'm gonna be honest I have not seen part two yet the I first d- one's pretty good the second one 
for me, it left a little bit to be desired. There's really? moments where a lot of the hardcore fans or a lot of the fans that read the book really can appreciate it. But I think um, I'm not a huge fan of movies that aren't complete movies. Mm-hmm. The second Matrix, like it just ends. Yeah, that was, and you have was, to like yeah. wait and watch the third one. You just can't take that second movie as itself and watch it. Like as much as I hate a lot of Transformers movies, you can watch number two or number three. Like just watch it by itself. Mm-hmm. It's its own movie. Yeah, Spider Man Two, Amazing Spider Man Two. It it just felt like okay, where's two point five? Because that we need more of this to like at least finish this off. It just felt uneven for me. And unfortunately, that's a trend in Hollywood. I think right now because you have a lot of. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hall is part one. Yeah. You know, things like that, you know, and I think the Twilight thing did that for the Breaking, last, the Breaking last, Dawn, you know, yeah. part one, part two. And Mockingjay with the Hunger Games. Mockingjay, yeah. That's good if you're trying to... Make money. <laughs> well, obviously, but, like, if you're adapting a novel and you don't, and you want to do it justice, I, I would imagine that it's, if you want to put the most detail into it, yeah, you can break it up into two movies. Mm. I'm kind of with you on that. Like, I don't. You shouldn't have to watch two different movies for one. The thing story. is, with novels, there there's a beginning point and an end point. So when you're doing breaking them up into different stories, it makes sense. But we've grown up with these comic books almost all our lives. We know there's more villains. We know there's more. So this Spider-Man, the like Spider-Man, for example, it's never really gonna end. If Sammy, if Sam Raimi could have had his bearings and and done it his way, we could have had Spider-Man six by now. Mm-hmm. If he would have done it his way and done it right every single time, the story never has to end. Spider-Man versus whoever. Or yeah. Spider-Man crosses paths or Spider-Man team-up movie with whoever. But for them to just break them up like that, it just... For me, it kind of affects continuity a little. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where there's different agendas for the studios and for the producers and whatever's going to make them the most money. Yeah. Right? I got into Marvel a little late. There was a time when movie soundtracks were a big deal. The Punisher soundtrack had some great stuff on there from Amy Lee, from Seether, from Edgewater. Um, the first, the first Spider-Man had um, mm-hmm. had, had the first had the first appearance of Theory of a Dead Man, uh, Invisible Man. It already had um, hate to say I told you so from the Hives, which at that time that was a band that was really starting to come up, and they had a, a knack like Guardians of the Galaxy. They had a knack of playing the songs through the movie, so it felt like an opus, kind of. Yeah. Like a soundtrack to the whole thing. You could, you could hear all these good songs during the movie, and then guess what? You can go buy the CD. Right. That's fading out. Like, there's not a lot of that anymore. That's where I got into movies, so I got into Punisher. I, I actually liked the first Punisher a lot. It told a really good story. It was a good, it was a good foundation for me to get into Marvel movies. All right, let's 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 talk about these other movies real quick here because we we mentioned X Men, Spider Man. Of course, those are the obvious ones that kind of jump started the, the comic book craze. You and know, that are for still movies around. that are still around. Uh, there's been some other movies that Marvel's done over the years. There was a uh, you know Daredevil, Hit or Miss. Did this, you like it? I like Ben Affleck, but the, the overall movie it fell flat for me. There was maybe one or two instances in the movie where he did things where you'd be like, that's terrible. Yeah. You know, but other than that, I couldn't really get into it. I thought it was okay, but that's coming from me because I didn't read Daredevil. Okay. So I, I didn't have that that um, fan's pressure in the back of my head saying, okay, it needs to live up to this and this and this standard. Okay. So as a movie alone, it was good. Okay. But if I were to read some of the comics, especially the new issues that are out now, uh, it, it, comparing that, I would see where a lot of people were complaining. They even 
Made a spinoff, Electra. I never saw it. Ooh, that's hard to get through. That is a hard movie to get through. Punisher. We, we just mentioned. Uh, you know, I the first one. Okay, there was for you know there was two Punisher movies. There was Punisher and Punisher Warzone. Punisher with with uh, Thomas Jane. I like the adaptation that they did up until the end of the movie. The whole climax of the movie. I, that just took me out of it. I didn't like the ending of the movie. That's not that's not his style. Mm-hmm. Doing all these different tricks and mind games and things like that. No, he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna shoot your ass. That's all he's gonna do. Yeah. You know. Uh, so that look took me out of the whole movie. The second movie, Warzone, went straight to video. It was, um, I pref- as far as a movie goes, I like I th- that's a better Punisher movie. I like Thomas Jane better as Punisher. Yeah. Does that make sense? I agree. Yeah, okay. All right. So we have that. There was another franchise they tried to do, Ghost Rider. I wanted to like that. I really did. And then I saw it, and I was like, I can't. It's campy. <laughs> it is it's very, very campy. campy. Yeah. Um, Not as, the, the second one's even more campier. Have you seen the second one? Yeah, Spirit of Vengeance. I can appreciate the first one just because, again, I don't have I, I, I don't have that fan's judgment in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. But there, I could tell where it was campy. I think the second one tried to push the envelope a little bit more to cater to some of the more hardcore readers with the villains and the story. Mm-hmm. A lot of Ghost Rider's um, attacks and movements in that looked a whole lot better than the first time around. Yeah. But uh, it was okay. But they're, you know. I mean, they're okay if you're just flipping the channels and you see, oh, okay, I'll give it a shot, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'll watch, finish watching it. But, like, overall... You know, franchises go. Those I think those can be considered misses. What about Hulk? I was I was about to say that you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, with Ed Norton. But the first one with Eric Bana, I just something about it. I just, it was too long. It was uh, too I don't know melodramatic maybe or a little yeah a little I, too much. Yeah, I liked Bana's acting in it. I don't know if I liked the the Hulk's design in the first one as opposed to the way the CGI was done oh, in the yeah, second so one. so much better in the second one. Um, I think the thing I appreciate the most out of the Incredible Hulk, I think the one thing Marvel should have done in some of their other movies, I love the cinematography of it. It lo- You got the comic book vibe where you had all the frames coming moving around. That was in the first one. Yeah, the first okay, Hulk where you yeah. got all the fr- uh, or you got all the frames moving around on the screen. It felt so like it a comic like movie. Reading through a comic yeah. book. And that I, that and part I, I did like. Yeah. I like the cinematography yeah. and the approach to that. Yeah. And they bled that a lot through the movie. That I think movies that don't need to take themselves as serious, like the Dark Knight trilogy. If you're gonna go campy, go a little more. You know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with admit, doing it if you're admitting it off the top. You know, there's two golden examples of what you just said. They're not Marvel movies. I'm going to say Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yes. And Kick-Ass. Exactly. Um, those two movies, as far as comic book... The vibe. Yeah. And yeah. when I say comic book, it's all caps. <laughs> comic yeah. book movie. Um, yeah, those two are definitely comic book movies. <laughs> the frames, the stills, almost like, the, you can, like they even have bubbles with the words. Like you can actually get the vibe that you're looking exactly. at a page, except it's a video. <laughs> the, yeah, the cinematography of, of Hulk I could appreciate, like you, like the other two you mentioned. And they did, uh, you know, Marvel's done, you know, Fantastic Four, which, eh, okay, they done Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking forward to the new one? Uh, from what I've heard, not really. No, no. This, I got a feeling it's going to be more of an Amazing Spider-Man type vibe. You know, redoing everything, changing up different character types and things like that. And I'm just. I have to watch it first before. I think you're in the boat that you want something fresh. I just want something good. Yeah. <laughs> I just want something fr- good, interesting. It's a good story. They're not trying to change the whole 
um, landscape. Yeah, of of the franchise, they're knowing the character. You know, keep the characters true. You know, and you'll do good. Another along with uh, Scott Pilgrim and Kick Ass, Sin City. Yeah, that's comic book one hundred one, <laughs> right there. Three hundred. Yeah. You know, I love three. I love man. The action sequences in three hundred were badass. And for three hundred, I, I just watched the sequel not too long ago, uh, Rise of Empire. That was all right. Is parts of it was kind of hard to get through, yeah. but I do like the fact on that one that, on itself, this movie Rise of Empire, it's a, a prequel to three hundred. It's happening at the same time as three hundred, and it's a sequel to three hundred. Interesting. Yeah, okay. because the the main battles are this involves characters that weren't in the battle in the first movie, mm-hmm. so they're fighting the same time as the big battles in the in the first movie. Yeah, so that's why it's like happening at the same time. So if you check out Three Hundred Rise of an Empire, watch Three Hundred first if you haven't already. Who hasn't, right? And then watch this one. You'll you'll appreciate it more if you watch the first one. Okay, first. So, but uh, you know something happened with Marvel. Getting back on track here. Uh, something happened with Marvel uh, a few years ago. They got their own studio. Yeah. And once they did that, brother, they took off. They had a... I can tell they had a blueprint exactly. of what they wanted they, to do and the scheduling, and they didn't hesitate from it, and they veered straight toward it, and the end result... Had, we haven't gotten the end result exactly. yet. Because exactly. Because it keeps going. We got Iron Man. We got Captain America. Incredible Hulk. We got the Incredible Hulk. Thor. Thor. And then we got the first Avengers movie. Right. Which, let's let's back up a second, because Avengers would have been an okay movie by itself. Yeah. But man, you take in the previous four movies of hype for these characters to one movie. That's how you set up a movie. I don't think it's hype. I think they did a they did a pretty good job investing in every single character for a different reason. To where you've already got the ex- you already know them. It's not like a first date. You're familiar with these guys. So when you have all of them in a double date or a triple date with everybody together, you can just imagine how much fun you're gonna have. It's it's, it's, it's not even it's not only that. Go back to when you first watched uh, Iron Man in the theater, and you sat around for the hell of it for the end credits. What'd you see? Nick Fury. Nick Fury talking about the Avengers initiative. Oh what God. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Take my yeah. money. <laughs> and from there you have Robert Downey Jr. and, and Samuel Jackson and um, uh, Clark Gregg yeah. all mingling in different movies, building up to different hints, teases that something big is happening. Yeah. That is, uh, I'm going to go on record and say I believe that is the first time ever in movie history that, that something that big happened. And it's all for the fans, I think. Yeah. You know, and it, 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 it all it did is make everything bigger, you know, for, for comic book fans, for just general. I think that first movie, Iron Man. Planet to see that you know what everything Marvel comes out we need to pay attention because exactly. if not we're gonna miss something on the next movie exactly a little quick flashback for you since you have the history of Blade I think I remember at that time Wesley Snipes wasn't was kind of in the same boat as Robert Downey Jr. as, as in the sense that his career was kind of on a downward slump and you maybe could say and, that. and maybe Blade brought him back up 
and brought Marvel back up from it, almost it made, bankruptcy. Yeah. And then you have Iron Man where you have Robert Downey Jr. with his personal problems and him being in a personal slump mm-hmm. and Marvel like ready on the cusp of this next level and then all the success of Iron Man taking that. Yeah. Like, it kind of feels like – doesn't it feel a little bit like deja vu to you having that being around for both of them? A little bit. I can see where you're – I can see what your, your, what your point is on that. Um, I think Wesley Snipe is – he was at the at the time he was okay. I don't think he had a, a maybe a slump, but that definitely pushed him up on a higher pedestal. Yeah. Than what he was because he was he was doing movies here and there. I for, well for me that's what I think of when I think Wesley Snipes now. Yeah. You know it was his first. I think that was his to your point that was his first franchise. Of course, his ego had to get to the better of him. He became a prima donna about it, but yeah. um, asking more money and things like that, <laughs> but. Eh, what are you gonna do? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we got the, we got everything built up to the Avengers. Whenever, like to your point, when you said a, a blueprint, they had a blueprint of what they're doing. When your first set of movies was called Phase One, <laughs> yeah, you know some shit's going down. We finished up Phase Two. Well, we're in the middle of Phase Two. We're almost. Well, done. that's true. Yeah, true. I'm we're sorry. almost done. Apparently, Avengers Two: Age of Ultron already finished filming. They fi- yeah they filmed yeah they they finished production. They're now in post production. Getting excited again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So in phase one, you have Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America. Rank them from top to bottom. Oh, shit. I want to say Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Hulk. If you were to ask my wife that, she'd probably say maybe Thor first because it's got Chris Hemsworth in there. (laughs) And then Iron Man. She didn't like Captain America. I think a lot of uh, women that asked about that was they didn't like it because it was more of a... World War Two movie, yeah. In a nutshell, you know. But I, I dug it. I liked the whole vibe of the movie. They needed that movie for Captain America. Yeah. They needed to explain that. That's a that was a different way to build like build up sympathy for the characters that right. that way as opposed. To, you can't do everyone as a rich badass. Do you have, right. if everyone has a detailed story? You have to be true to it so it comes off genuine, so you can actually feel genuinely invested in it. Yeah. It goes back to my theory of Guardians. Like I wasn't invest. I didn't really know much of Captain America and I really didn't, didn't like didn't like time pieces like I'm not a big fan of World War II era stuff either but they made it work really well to the yeah. point where I don't think of Captain America as a World War II movie I think of it as a superhero because it's not a, it's not just a World War II movie it's a World War II movie in Marvel Universe yeah and like you said earlier you gotta pay attention yeah because <laughs> something that happens back then it's probably gonna affect something in prison yeah and sure enough there's a few things here and there Tony Stark's dad. He was yeah. a main player. As as Tony Stark is a main player in the present time, his dad was like the big hot shot back in the forties, you know. Yeah. So that was that was neat, you know. And now they're doing a series based on Sharon Carter from the forties. Yeah. Which that's another thing that happened after Avengers was Ages of Shield. Ages of Shield. Off. You know, and that, I think that's the first time, again, another first for Marvel, uh, for a TV show to tie directly into the movie universe exactly and to tie in like to, to make your scheduling of your episodes like build up right when a movie hits so that the next when that movie hits the next episode right after that you had to watch the movie yeah oh that I I just applauded that you know I thought that was so ingenious of them to do that you know it made everything like I said it makes everything important like yeah. you gotta watch it but we'll talk about Agents Joe later. <laughs> but now they're in uh, phase two right now. I'm sorry, phase one. Did we miss out um, Iron Man two? 
That was in phase oh, one. Oh yeah, that was in phase that one. Was that in was phase, in phase one. Phase one also. Yeah. We just kind of we just kind of categorized that as Iron Man just in general, yeah. you know. But phase two had uh, Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. Then we had um, Thor: The Dark World. Mm-hmm. Then we had Captain America: Winter The Soldier. Winter Soldier and Guardians. Whew, man, and it's just uh, you can just tell they're they're going places. You know, they just they have a plan for everything. And with them doing Guardians of the Galaxy, it's just you know it just opens it up more than just Earth. Yeah, Earth I think universe. Avengers kind of like dabbled in it the way um, the way the movie ended. Yeah, to where. They really with their they built up so they built up their brand pretty much with this phase one mm-hmm. that they can try to take a couple of risks on phase two. Everything that happens all got to start in phase one. Yeah, anything that happens, go back to phase one movies. You'll find the beginnings over there. You know, and then we're gonna have phase three. You know, what's after phase three? You know, you know. There's I like it. I, I dig the fact that they have a plan, and that's all you need. Sometimes you need. An idea you got to be true to your characters and give something back to the fans that have been loyal to you for all these years. You know. Yeah. One last thing about Marvel. Do you have any favorites from, or what's your order of? Because you, you asked me about my yeah. my, my um, order. I think Phase One. I would put I would put Iron Man first. It's hard. I would, but I would put Iron Man first. I would probably put um, I would probably put Hulk second because I like the. It, Comparing it to the first one, they did so better on the so much better on the second one, and then it's a toss up. I Thor barely pulls it out because I wasn't a fan of the World War II stuff to begin with. The story eventually won me over, but Thor had my interest from the very beginning. So, and then Iron Man two. I mean, I whatever gets I my wife that. interested in comic book movies, it thumbs up for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as Phase two goes, I would have to say. Thor: The Dark World is my top one in the Phase really? Two so far. Yeah, because uh, wait now, now wait a minute, hold on. Part of Phase Two is Guardians. I know. Okay. The reason I, <laughs> I Guardians is my second, and the only reason really? for that is because I already had the vested interest from Thor and from Avengers for me to already want to watch this movie. Guardians of the Galaxy. Honestly, the most I knew about Guardians of the Galaxy was. Rocket Raccoon and Nova from Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Um, the ep- a couple of, an, an episode of Earth's Mightiest Event- Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, where they ran into the Guardians. Mm-hmm. And the episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, where Spider-Man finds Rocket in the trash can. That's all the knowledge of the Guardians of the Galaxy I had. So, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm pretty much... I could be the majority here as far as fans that went to see Mar- to watch the Guardians movie out of benefit of the doubt because... Lately, what is the Marvel Studios screwed up on? Exactly. Yeah. You know, so I was willing to give that a shot. And it won me over, like hand over fist. But since I already had so much vested interest in Thor where when it when it came out that that's my top one. Guardian second. Captain America is my third because <sighs> such um, a good movie. Because it's it, again, you can't do the the badass hero on every single and every single hero, every single style. I don't think the political thriller would have worked with Thor or with Guardians or with Iron Man. But for Captain America, they had the right story and the right um, storyline to go off of and the mm-hmm. right characters. Like, it wasn't overdone. Like, it made sense why Winter Soldier was there. Uh, it made a lot of sense why Winter Soldier was there for anyone that watched the first movie. You can understand why Falcon's there. And then ScarJo just bleeding off of the Avengers. 
obviously I'm not going to complain about Scarlett Johansson in right. black tights. I, she makes sense, <laughs> you know. So Captain America is my third, and the only fallacy I have of Iron Man three is that I felt like after watching the Dark Knight Rises, that's pretty much what we got in Marvel form: the hero down and out, defeated, has to find his way back up. And I think the timing of them doing that after after the Dark Knight Rises movie came out. It just felt like I kind of knew what was going to happen before it even happened, and that kind of threw me off a bit. So that's why I've got Iron Man three on the lower on the lower level. Okay, that sounds good. I mean, it's all subjective. Yeah, you know, um, like you. What's what's Phase two? What you got for Phase two? All right, Guardians is the first one for me. <laughs> Thor two. No, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. Guardians is fresh in your head. That's why I think you're you've got. No, it. I think that is. Uh, I said it at the beginning of this. It's a sci-fi epic. It can stand on its own. Um, it has it's, it has its own legs for its own franchise ready to go. It's got the characters. It's got the cast of characters. It's outer space. I mean... I think for me, if it weren't for Thanos being on the movie and admitting that the, the, um, the, the gem that they're going after is part of all the other gems, it literally is such a good standalone movie that it's hard for me to put it in the group with the rest of so? with the Marvel movies. I think that's the only drawback, well, if it, any. Not really a drawback. It was but kind of a. It could you, you know you could even say that could have been a gamble for Marvel to do that because they're not well known characters. It's not on Earth. It's a whole different universe out there. Yeah. You know, we get five minutes of Earth in the entire movie. That's yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, they did such a good job on the writing, the the, the, the soundtrack, the the action scenes. I mean. Just the style of it. Just look at it. It's a, it's a beautiful film. I mean, just like just the just the colors and the visuals. It's yeah, they they're going places on that franchise. I I, I yeah. got a feeling. Oh, so yeah, I'm still gonna say Guardians was my first one. You know what? I'm gonna say Captain America: Winter Soldier, and then I'm gonna go with Thor two, and then Iron Man three. I wasn't a big fan of Iron Man three. A lot of people liked it. But I just Something about it, I just couldn't get it into it. It made a lot of money because it was, I think it was the first movie after the Avengers. Right, exactly. So people wanted to oh, see what was next. Definitely. I, I really dig the kind of the 70s spy thriller of Captain America because it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a different take on a, on a comic book movie. Thor 2, I think that's more of a. It didn't get a lot of praise as much as it should have, you yeah. know, I, I think. I, I really dug the, the visuals of that one as well, where it was. You had like the sci-fi with all the ships and the technology, but you all have like the the fantasy with the dark elves. I, I just love the design on the dark elves, and uh, I think visually, I think they came together pretty well. It was an interesting contrast between the two genres, I guess. Yeah. So that I, I really dug, you know. But um, Guardians, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man. As far as Phase Two, now we've got to go forward after Avengers: Age of Ultron. Whew. <laughs> Apparently we have a phase three. Yeah, uh, you know I don't envy uh, Joss Whedon at all trying to top what he did in the first one, but uh, I got faith in the man. That's for damn sure. So we'll we'll wait and see on that one. Enlighten the listeners what's coming up on phase three. Uh, so phase three, we're gonna have Ant Man. Which, God, if that can get past all the red tape, yeah, that's ridiculous, leaving. man. Edward Wright getting off of that movie, that just. That's a kick in the balls right there. I'm sorry. But that's coming out after uh, Avengers 2. Uh, then we, after Ant-Man, we got Captain America 3. Mm-hmm. Then we have Doctor Strange, which that could be so good, or it could be so bad. I don't know. Um, and then we have Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's for July of 2017. 
But uh, James Gunn, the the guy that written, wrote and directed the first one, he's, he's going to do back the second guys. one. Yeah, so yeah. that's going to be good. But there's also something else going in as far as phases and planning was uh, recently announced uh, the Netflix series. Yeah. And apparently that's going to be like a TV version of the whole bridging it together for one big series. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, on net, these are going to be Netflix exclusives. We're going to have a TV series for Daredevil, mm-hmm. Iron Fist, oh nice, Luke Cage, and and uh, Jessica Jones, uh, alias she's uh, her own series. But that they're all going to come together for um, the Defenders. Oh nice, yeah. So that's going to be interesting. We're going to see what happens with that. Oh, and let's not forget, we've talked about X-Men earlier. They're working on um, X-Men Apocalypse next in their timeline. Yeah, and they set that up with the um, uh, the ending after the credits. I, I, I kind of squealed a little bit whenever I saw the, uh, the, the, Four the, horsemen. the horsemen. And then, uh, of course, yeah, little skinny uh, boy Apocalypse. I'm, gonna, I'm giving Brian Singer the benefit of the doubt. He knows what to do with that franchise. Yeah. Um, when it was in his hands, it was in great hands. Screw the haters on the X-Men. For comic books, you know, X-Men has been my franchise. That's what got me into comics. So it's near and dear to my heart. So um waiting kind of giddy with this one, you know. I'm I'm trying I'm waiting to see whether how they're going to do that. So. I think the movie that's got me the most curious, they're releasing um following up on the Spider-Man timeline. We got Spider-Man 2 that just came out. Mm-hmm. They're releasing Sinister 6. Mm-hmm. First, right, and then they're doing Amazing Spider-Man three, and there was some issues with that too. I believe I thought yeah. I heard there was some production issues with that, or someone dropped out, or something. It's been a while because it's yeah. fallen off the radar from all the recent stuff that's been coming oh, up yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. So uh, again, just kind of wait and see what what will be happening with um, uh, with Marvel. One last bit, okay, that you haven't mentioned yet. Oh and no, I'm surprised uh, you haven't mentioned. Oh, it's been a hot topic that almost blew up the internet. Oh, okay. Uh, well, what is it, sir? <laughs> Two minutes of leaked footage oh. of Ryan Reynolds as everyone's favorite mercenary with a mouth. Oh. Piscina de Muerte. <laughs> Deadpool. Oh, God. Um, I was never so happy and so mad and sad at the same time. Yeah. Man, I want that movie to come out. Man, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I compare it to having a massive erection and just hitting it on the door. <laughs> slamming your door on it at the same time. That's what that felt like. I Yes, I concur. So. Oh, my God. If this movie gets made, it will probably be one of the biggest miracles in comic book movie history. Ever since X-Men Origins Wolverine, the appetizer of Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool that we got was probably the most entertaining if not the only entertaining part of that movie right that we should have gotten more of before they screw that up too yeah and even since then he's been advocating whatever word you want to call it he's been wanting to do this role and he's been promised to do this role Mm -hmm. for so long this is 2008 when the movie came out six And there's a studio that had been working on it, and they had taped some footage. And the two minutes that somehow ended up on the internet that was, like, all choppy, the quality wasn't all that, the reaction was so huge that the director of, the, of that footage himself uploaded HD version quality of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. 
everyone went apeshit bananas Where did they it. find this footage at anyways? Do you I know? have no idea where it came from. I don't give a damn where it came from. <laughs> I wonder if it was screened at uh, San Diego Comic Con. Maybe? I, I don't know. But still, I man, I don't care what they got to do to get this damn movie. Maybe with, maybe, hope, hopes of all hopes, the, the hype... And the, the the feedback that they've been getting from this, this footage yeah. will kind of maybe have them green light something, hopefully, soon. Yeah. Yeah? Hopefully very soon. <laughs> yeah. But, man. We talked about earlier comic book movies, all caps, you know, Sin City, Scott Pilgrim. Deadpool would be the comic book movie. And, the, and here's the best part. I think the issue with the, with the movie being itself is the people that were trying to make this the studios didn't want an R-rated hero movies that's the problem and Deadpool is an R-rated guy and he's a mercenary yeah (laughs) and whatever doubts anyone had those two minutes put it to shame because that's exactly how it's supposed to be done those two minutes were better than a lot of comic book movies or comic book scenes or comic book characters at their best yes that's just Deadpool being Deadpool. Like, imagine this guy in like a final act oh. fighting scene oh. with a with a villain just as equally an asshole as this guy. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> I I kind of had flashbacks of of the Deadpool video game that came out a few years mm-hmm. ago. That was a game where I'm surprised that playing it half like an hour in. I'm surprised the shit got made because it's a mature, it's level uh, rated M for mature. Mm-hmm. Deadpool at its grossest, at its at its craziest. And at heart, that's the best part of it. That's that's the character in a nutshell. And him fighting um, uh, Sinister, the whole storyline, breaking the fourth wall, everything was done so well that if that was done in a movie form, especially Deadpool breaking the fourth wall 15 seconds in the clip, <laughs> that's the way it needs to be done. And it's obvious it can't, it, as long as it's done that way, it can't fail. I mean, we... Did you see how many times it was posted on your timeline <laughs> or on Twitter? Or how comic book sites everywhere yeah. ran off with this. Yeah, I, everyone was talking about this. Was that Ryan Reynolds doing the voice? Yeah, it was. That it was, was Ryan Reynolds. Okay, all right. I wasn't really paying attention to the voice. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to hear the voice on the original the original clip yeah. that was released. Mm-hmm. When the HD version was released, you can hear more clearly Ryan okay. Reynolds talking. Yeah. You can see more clearly the drawing of Deadpool cutting off the guy's head before he cut the guy's head off. Oh, okay. And you couldn't see that in the original draft that was that on video shaky cam that was phone cam that was released. Yeah. The, the detail was... Someone got fired for releasing probably. <laughs> I don't care. But he's a hero. He's a hero to us. <laughs> of course, that's not going to get his bills paid or his mouth fed, but hell. Not my he'll, problem. He'll die with honor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good man, whoever he yeah. was. The poor son of a bitch. Anything else besides movies that Marvel's done right ever? <laughs> you know, one thing that they have done, they've done a few successes in, in cartoon form. TV shows. We mentioned Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. earlier. But what was the one thing huh, way back when that got people on at least the X-Men you know, boat was uh, the X-Men cartoon? Oh, yeah. 1992 when it came out? Whew. You know, I had just started... I heard about the X-Men cartoon coming out. Mm-hmm. And I asked my friend who was a big comic book fan at the time. I said, man, what's... You know, you know, is this X-Men? You know, is this? He gave me some older comics... To just kind of read over, it's like, oh, I was like hooked right there, you know. <laughs> and then, if I go back, my first comic that I bought for to continue buying monthly was a month before the cartoon debuted. Really? <laughs> wow. So I've been 
uh, I've been a X Men fan ever since that cartoon came out, and um, I guess you could say it's attributed to that. But the comics themselves helped fuel that as well. Like mm-hmm. I said, you know, if I didn't get those older comics to kind of look over everything and really get me hooked, I wanted to get I wanted to get into it before the the cartoon came out. And when it did, man, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that was the first I think six successful long running cartoon that at the time I mean it had a storyline it had part one part twos it had a climax at the end the whole season yeah you know I think for its time I mean that was very very for, for thoughtful of it of itself yeah. to do that you know um, it's for a kid's cartoon at the time exactly. kid's cartoon exactly because I grew up on Bugs Bunny Mighty Mouse where every where it was just an episode, like it didn't build to anything. Exactly. It was just yeah. random episodes that were done. Or even earlier, you got Transformers, GI Joe. Those were just cartoon. Those were just thirty minute commercials, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for they don't really hold up over time. Well, some of the GI Joes, some, some of the GI Joes, some, some of the Transformers. I'll give them a bit of the doubt, but the Transformers yeah. were just strictly just here. You go, here's some toys for you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the uh, the X Men cartoon, I think that was the first launching point, and again as a precursor to the movie franchises. The X Men cartoon led way to the Spider Man cartoon, and it's very subjective. Which one was more successful, or which one you liked more? Did you like the X Men cartoon more, or did you like the Spider Man cartoon more? I liked them both, but again, going back to me, I was more of an X Men guy. So uh, to me, I I dug the 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 X Men cartoon up until the last couple seasons where they just stopped caring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the Spider Man one, the one I liked, the the thing I liked about that was the uh, Again, building up to the whole climax, it was if you remember the episodes, like the seasons, it was like part one, part two, yeah. part three, part four. You know, it was that felt like a comic book. You know, it was a continuous story, like chapter one. So, did you? What was your what was your preference on those? Because then you're a kid, same as me. I mean, when those were coming out, so I think I was the same boat. That I equally liked them both a lot. I just think that there were more um, individual characters in the X Men franchise for you to, to to like as opposed to uh, Spider Man. Like obviously, Spider Man's cool, but they didn't really the, those cartoons made it kind of. Um, hard to invest in more than just one person because it was mostly Spidey and some of the same villains. Right. But at the same time, X-Men didn't... They had... X-Men has such a vast cast of characters in their storyverse that they can pull from them. And let's take a look at this as well. For X-Men, not just, you know, a, a continuous story, but look at the themes in this. I mean, we have a love triangle. Scott, Gene, and, and, and Logan. Yeah. A love triangle in a kid's cartoon. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you had the other on-off relationship with Gamut Rogue, that whole storyline, the struggles they had with, with that. Yeah. And then some of the complexities of the of the villains, too. Of course, the the dichotomy of, you know, Professor X and Magneto. Man, the I think one of the things I remember, one of the storylines I remember the most was the ongoing struggle of Logan losing Morph in the beginning yes. of the season. Yeah. And, and him struggling well, first, to... Morph dying, a yeah. character dying in, in, the, in a cartoon, you know? So both of those... Definitely. Yeah. I don't think there wasn't as much of that in the Spider-Man series for me to care as much as the X-Men stuff. Spider-Man was Spider-Man more, was pretty much more happy-go-lucky. Yeah. Happy-go-lucky, your aunt and your uncle and all this other stuff. With the, him being in school with Felicia and, and all that. But I think there was more in, in there was more individualism in the X-Men people for you to root around. Yeah. As opposed to just Spider-Man. But, the, but Spider-Man brought... I think the the thing that got my attention to Spider Man was they kind of merged like this three D kind of animation yes, yeah. with the two D that it just 
I don't know it. Like looking at it now, like some of the old episodes, I don't know how they managed to make it work, but it works. And because it, it was new at the time, yeah, this is what it was. You know, they wanted something different to show when he was like swinging from the different rooftops and things like that, and it worked for that show. I think if X Men tried that, it wouldn't mm-hmm. it wouldn't have worked as well. No, no. I I think we can chalk those up as both being successes. And then there was kind of a break for a while. That after they realized, okay, show's over. We get we got to wrap this thing up. You know, um, there was a little break, and then we had a, a small little iteration of an X Men cartoon, Evolution. Evolution. Yeah. And at first, when you think about it, X Men, they're in high school. Ugh. But it worked, I yeah. think. Uh, I, I think it took the first. The first season is is passable, but once you get into like the later seasons, I think there's only three seasons. Yeah. But by the time the third season kicked in, they knew what they were doing. They hit their stride. They had a full seat, and they had a full story arc going in there. They brought in Apocalypse and all this other stuff, and I mean it. It got pretty intense in that last season. Netflix has it on on their on. <laughs> Netflix has it. <laughs> um, but they only had the first season. Oh damn! Yeah, so I, I want to watch it, but I was like, uh, I'm going to get past the first season. I'm gonna I was a fan of Wolverine in the X Men. Oh, okay, yeah, let's go there. <laughs> Man, that was that was such a good series, and ended on a cliffhanger, and they canceled it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, the dichotomy of Wolverine, the Rebel, the One Man Army, the, the the I Walk Alone, having to lead a group of guys. There, it just that alone is compelling enough for you to give it a shot. Yeah, God, was it good? I was surprised they canceled the storytelling that. that they took. That when I the, some of the examples I talked about, this, 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 the type of storylines they were telling in the original X Men cartoon, whew, Wolverine X Men, that Cranked was it up. Yeah. that Cyclops. In if it was uh, an adult cartoon, he would be an alcoholic. I would think that's. I think that's the vision they were trying to go for. Yeah. You know, like he was this recluse. He was away. Um, I think he, he was growing a beard and everything. He, he didn't give a shit, pretty much. Yeah. Wolverine had to come to him say, hey, get off. You know, because at, at the beginning, spoiler alert, there's a big explosion. Everybody thinks that, you know, Gene dies and Professor X dies and all this other stuff. And that just sends Cyclops over the edge, yeah. you know. And Wolverine is the, le- is the last one left to kind of rein everybody in and kind of take control because he's kind of used to all this bad stuff happening but yeah. now all this other bad stuff is happening to everybody else and now he's going to be like alright calm down everybody you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've been through worse yeah so um, you know some of the stuff that they were the storytelling I don't know how to explain the way they were telling the stories was so strong adult like yeah it wasn't very there was a lot of humor in it yeah there was some with Kitty and Iceman but I kind of dare say that they could have pulled that off on Adult Swim on Cartoon Network. As far as the tone of the episode, of, of the of the whole series, as opposed to just "Hey, Saturday morning at eight in the morning with a box yeah. of Fruit Loops, sit down and watch it." That's it, not that kind of cartoon. No, it was. I think on Prime Time. Yeah, I think on Nickelodeon or Nicktoons. It was Nicktoons. Nicktoons. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was a good show, and I'm really pissed. I got so mad. Matter of fact, uh, there was a you wrote a letter. Even better. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Comic Palooza in Houston. Yeah. The writer, the creator of the show, he was here in Houston. I asked him to sign a comic that I had. And as he was signing, I was like, so, 
What's up with the season two business? <laughs> <laughs> what did he tell you? He said, man, it's like, I, even he was like mad. He's like, I know I wanted that to be made. I had like a full storyline built around it. And uh, they just didn't want to fund it. They just didn't want to carry it on. We should start a Kickstarter for that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Everybody else is, you know, screw it. Why not? You know, but man, it was one of those things where it seems like all the good cartoons nowadays, if it's not selling toys, if it's not getting good ratings, so they're just going to not continue with it. And that's a shame. I mean, because some of the best storytellers. Or move it from the best possible platform, like Legend of Korra. Oh. It's, 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 it did so good on the television, and now, oh, hey, we're going to put it online. Sorry. Yeah, it's been two weeks since it's been off TV, and um, this last, this is kind of, okay, we're going to veer off here for a second. <laughs> if you have not seen The Last Airbender, Legend of Korra, Go watch it. <laughs> this they're on season three. They're short seasons. It's like 12, 12 or thirteen episodes a season. This is the third season. They're seven episodes in. The animation, the storytelling has been, I dare say, flawless. Do do you watch it? I saw. Uh, you got me into it actually. Oh. I was watching a couple episodes because I was watching. You came over one day and I was watching. Yeah, it. it was yeah. a Friday that you were just bumming around, not doing anything. Like, yeah. hey, watch this, Chris. Okay. <gasps> yeah. You you just you you can't not like just oh wow the only flaw was hey we're putting it on the internet (laughs) yeah exactly Um, but again it's not getting good ratings you know because it's not a kids it's not a kids cartoon no man it's a shame though man it's so it's such a beautiful drawn series I cannot explain it even better than that just oh I was there was another week I was watching it and uh, my wife was just I was on the chair my my wife was on the couch she was doing her homework whatever and I was just watching I was watching and. There was a scene going on, and I kind of, I kind of turned my head just a little bit, and I saw my wife. She was just, she was watching it. She was, she, she was doing homework. She was and, fascinated. Yeah, she was fascinated. She was just, her head was turning. And she was watching TV, and then, <laughs> when I, when I can see that, that tells me it's good. Yeah, you know. So, um, man, the wife seal of approval. <laughs> Le- Legend of Korra is actually a, a sequel to The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. Avatar: The Last Airbender, and I've never seen it. And this is a sequel to that. So I was kind of lost on a couple of inside things that they were talking about. But overall, I mean, I actually got... I loved Chorus so much, I went back. Wow. And I... Because it's on syndication. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I found... I was going through the scheduling of all the upcoming episodes. And you know, on syndication, they play them in order. You know, so I found, like, the first episode. And I hit record from that start date. And I started recording every single one. Wow. So, uh, yeah. Um, it's good. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with Marvel, but damn it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. Um, All right, back on track. Okay. Did you ever get your eyes on either the um, the anime version of Wolverine or Iron Man that they were showing on G4? Yes. I, I really dug the X-Men one. It took me a while because it is anime. It is a different style. Oh, you're right. There were four of them. It was Blade, mm-hmm. X-Men, mm-hmm. Wolverine, mm-hmm. and Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... I I watched maybe an episode of Iron Man. I could not get into it. Even Wolverine, I couldn't really get in that one either. But something with the the different animated takes on X Men because it's we've seen like Wolverine the X Men, we've seen the original X Men. This is a different animated style, different characters that were animated for the first time, different storyline because all four of them were in Japan. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. It took place all in Japan and um, different villains. That um, I knew from the comics, they were very obscure characters, so I knew it wasn't going to fly like mainstream or anything. But it was different, you know. It was 
like I said, that was the only one I could really get into. The Blade, I never really gave it a chance because I just missed it whenever it would, it would come on. Yeah. But I was never a big vampire guy, so even that, I think that would be the one movie that I might not be budge on. Like if Marvel right now in Phase Four did a vampire, <laughs> like redid Blade. Right. I might not go watch it just because that's just not my style. Yeah, the X Men one was pretty good. The Iron Man they started with Wolverine and Iron Man first, so I watched both of them. The Iron Man one was kind of hard to keep up with at times, but the Wolverine one told a story from the first episode to the last, mm-hmm. and you can see a lot of that in the Wolverine movie that came out recently with right. Hugh Jackman because that's pretty much the whole tone of it in Japan. Wolverine finding himself with uh, and that was one movie we didn't, we didn't really talk about was that new Wolverine. Uh, movie that uh, I've some of my friends have kind of bashed on it. I dig it. It's not the best movie, but it's better than the origins, you know. And um, I, I think that kind of did what First Class did was kind of like find a way to right some of the wrongs that were done in the storyline before from X. I'll give you that. I'll give and you that. I think Wolverine, the Wolverine movie from Japan, did a lot better job of tying stuff up to where you can kind of overlook. Origins. Let me ask you something about, real quick, and we'll get back. We'll finish this up here in just a second. But for Wolverine, you know, there was a little deleted scene at the end of that where he uh, he got a briefcase. Oh, it's the costume. And he opened it up, and it's the costume. And I thought that was cool as a little nod to the, to the fans. You know, yeah. I was talking to my, with my friend about it, and he was saying you can't put Wolverine in a costume; it's not going to look right. And I'm thinking, yeah, you, you may have a point then. But then I'm thinking, Captain America. Batman, you know we have other movies that have masks and costumes and that are pulled right from the comics. Do you what? What do you think? Do you think that Wolverine in a costume would work, or do you think it cannot be in a costume it, at all? I think it's it, it all deals with the storyline perspective of it. I think they built up Captain America to where he finds himself in the costume. He needs the suit. He needs the costume, he, and, yeah. and he feels more There's himself a reason with it, it on. Yeah. Thor already comes with the costume already. Um, Wolverine, like we, the first iteration of him we get in the first X Men movie is him, jeans, tank top, the puffy hair, shaped like the mask, right, kind yeah. of like the hairdo, like fit. And then we had that nod where he had the the jacket on, the black with the yellow, and mm-hmm. then it's like, oh hey, we, we expect us to wear tight spandex yeah. or whatever. Like that was if, a, yeah, if, that was if a, he yeah. would have found his original comic costume in the first movie and told and, and continued the story that way. It would have made more sense as opposed to all right. I'm already used to seeing the movie verse version of Wolverine. Why change it? Jeans, muscle beater, hair, claws, badassery. It, it's too late now to put the costume on him. But what if in the movie, the suit, it was something passed down to him or something made sense to his heritage or to the Japanese culture or whatever? Do you think that would make like if there's a reason in the story, would it makes would it would it be okay? I think if they sh- if there was one time where they could have brought it in and made it okay, was if if because uh, the deleted scene was on the Blu-ray, right? If they would have had that deleted scene in the movie theater, where more people would have seen it, and then the next movie after Wolverine was Days of Future Past, because that's the bonus trailer that they built off of. Right. If they would have had Wolverine either in the past or in the future, well, obviously in the future because that's where the storyline was. If they had him like not too distant future. With the costume on, it would have made sense. But they went too far in the future that everyone was wearing black right, right, and right. being stealthy and trying to hide from everyone that it wouldn't have fit. Yeah. Even if they went like black and gray with the X with one of the X Force costumes, it still wouldn't have fit. So it it was a nice little treat for the people yeah. that understood it. Okay, but it wouldn't have made All sense right. going forward. Yeah, fair enough. 
just the the fanboy in me just kind of wanted to see the costume. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> we we mentioned the Spider Man cartoon from the nineties. And you know, like I said, uh, X Men took a little break, did the evolution, then the Wolverine and X Men. <laughs> a brain fart. That would be a perfect fourth wall scene in Deadpool. It was like, what? You want me to? You want me to be in a costume like Wolverine and have Deadpool have a thought bubble and have Hugh Jackman in the costume going? Yeah. Do I look right? Yeah. <laughs> like something stupid. Like yeah. you could find a way to at least add that somewhere. I just ran the thought. You know what? You could probably see that in the movie too. Yeah. <laughs> if they didn't already film it, not telling us, <laughs> bastards. All right. So. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man cartoon, that took a break. Um, they tried something with Unlimited, Spider-Man Unlimited. Yeah. And that, uh, that was, I couldn't get it. It went too far too fast, I think. Oh, it didn't really set a good foundation for you to actually find a start point. Like It kind of felt like they were going off of the original Spider-Man cartoon storyline way too far with that gap in the middle to where, how did we end up here? For him yeah. to all of a sudden just be... In this like, whole different universe. Yeah, yeah it, was it was stupid. Weird. Um, and then from there we had the MTV animated series, which was was supposed to kind of bring it back full circle, sort of. And that was uh, Neil Patrick Harris doing the voice yeah. of Peter Parker. And I never really got into that one for some reason. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, it came on plenty of times. That was back when MTV actually did stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then we kind of took a long break from Spider-Man. And then we had Spectacular Spider-Man. And that was the one that looked kind of cartoony, or looked a little kitty. And I wasn't going to really give it a shot, but then I did. And I was actually impressed with that one. That one, the storytelling in that one, again, it's all about the storytelling in these cartoons. You if know? you get it right, and it, if you get the storytelling right, everything else will just fall into place, regardless of animation style, right. story style, or which characters you want to use and which ones you don't. Right. If you can make it work and make the story believable, fans will bite. Case in point, the new Ninja Turtle cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah this that was kind of cartoony, you know, a little kitty. They made they made, yeah. as my friend said, they, they're they're too cute. But this watch listen watch the story, and that's doesn't even, that that doesn't even bother me anymore with yeah. the way they look, you know. But um, so Spectacular Spider was good, and then again, same thing with like Wolverine. It got canceled. It was a good story. It's not getting ratings, not selling toys. Get it off the air. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's I that. might have a few Happy Meal toys of Venom <laughs> <laughs> somehow, but that's all. That's, that's all I remember. Yeah. And then there was uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, which yes. is uh, still going on, I think. Right. Yes. Yeah. The only thing that I don't like about that is um, they took a good cartoon, uh, Avengers Earth Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which was the same studio that did the Wolverine and the X Men, and then. They canceled that because the Avengers movie came out, and they rebooted redo, it. rebooted it with the same animation as Ultimate Spider-Man. So now everything, and even now they have the Hulk Agents of Smash yeah. that has the same animation. So it's like everything looks the same yeah. on um, the uh, Marvel universe side of things. However, I believe with the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy animated series, that's going to be the old school Earth's Mightiest Heroes animation. I, I think, think it's going to look different. It looks yeah, like it. Yeah. So um, you know, we're kind of looking forward to that. Um, the, the, the Ultimate Spider-Man, I, I dig it for the most part. Uh, some of the inside humor is what makes me laugh, you know. But um, it's like too much. Sometimes it's too much, and it's, I gotta like turn it off. I think that's again going back to the original um, Spider-Man movies, where there's not as many um, characters in the Spider-Man storyverse to mm-hmm. invest into that they have to start bringing the, the all the other episodes well, like, I, I, don't mind, I don't mind the Freaky Friday episode where Spider-Man and Wolverine switch bodies yeah. and they're having a fight and one gets thrown in the magazine rack and there's a, co- in a magazine on the dude's cover and it has Deadpool time man of the year like that stuff I can appreciate but at right. some point we need Spider-Man episodes not just another 
team up with Guardians right. or the awesome Deadpool origin story that they did for that universe. Like, you don't want to unalive anybody, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, their episode where it was um, Halloween and Blade, like... The Night Stalkers and all them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like there's there's good no. stories there for the for hardcore fans to like, and the animation, the storytelling is good for kids to get into. But it feels like now it's like it feels like they're getting more success out of bringing in other heroes instead of investing more. In because Spider Man is already the well known guy, yeah. so we got to bring another. Guy At least there. invest more in the team of Nova and White Tiger and Iron Fist and right. Power and uh, Power Man. Well, they do know. sometimes for the most part. They um, they've just amped up Nova on this new Return of the Guardians of the Galaxy, which. Is Hey, this will happen to come out right when the Guardians came out. You know, go yeah. figure. So anyway, um, there's that. The, the one last thing that Marvel's done is the uh, original animated movies, like the Ultimate Avengers um, 1 and 2, which I like the first one, the second one, eh, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, the best one I think that I've, that, to me, they've done is the Hulk versus. Oh, Hulk versus Wolverine. Thank Hulk you. Down is my favorite. Yes. I, I concur. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's good, there's like feuds between the feuds, like Hulk, Wolverine. Um, Wolverine against X-Force but then you've also got someone in the X-Force with Deadpool trying to be buddy-buddy with Wolverine and mm-hmm. then Hulk trying to go against everybody mm-hmm. Hulk just beating everybody up yeah. doesn't care yeah. and it was it looks like a lot but if you pay attention everything makes sense oh yeah definitely and yeah. it's so good yeah um, the Hulk versus Thor is okay but when you watch right after watching the versus Wolverine no, the Wolverine one sets the bar yeah, it's yeah. extraordinarily high yeah it's like good luck falling that one bub yeah. <laughs> you know and then um, you know they did some other ones like the Doctor Strange the Iron Man which both of those were just kind of eh. Rise of the Technovore oh god I couldn't even finish that one that yeah. was um, it was I, interesting hearing Norman Reedus do Punisher though yeah <laughs> I agree with that it was it kind of gave me a little bit of that um, uh, the Iron Man anime oh yeah vibe, definitely yeah. which I could tolerate if the story was good but it was kind of hard to follow it, again it took an obscure villain yeah it's like okay I just can't get into it yeah but um, th- it's weird like Marvel's kind of hit or miss with their, with anim- their animated. animated stuff you know but uh, Planet Hulk was, a pretty, was pretty good yeah yeah I have that on Blu-ray, actually. <laughs> I think it was on sale for like five bucks at Walmart, so I just picked it up. <laughs> anyway, I think uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, we just... Uh, with, with Guardians of the Galaxy just coming out, we um, we just felt, hey, let's just do an episode just on... Marvel. Just on Marvel, and because they've been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. they've, they've, I think the only other thing that they could do to make fans even happier is, you know what, let's just have Disney buy out Fox and Sony. So so we can start getting some crossovers up in here. (laughs) You know? But other than that, I mean, Marvel Studios can do no wrong. Fox and Sony, that's another story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But um, is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to coming out? Oddly enough, they leaked footage, I think it was last year's Comic-Con, of um, some test footage of how they wanted Ant-Man to look. Oh yes, that yeah. really got my attention. Okay, to the point where I think between that and how well Guardians came out, I'm looking forward to see something fresh as opposed to something that's already been established. Okay, you know, because if Marvel has a good track record of establishing things, then I want to see what they have next coming down the pipe with Ant Man. I don't know much about Doctor Strange for me to invest in it right now, as opposed to just the clip I saw of, of what Ant Man's powers can be. Right, and then with Paul Rudd as the main guy he's even though he's pretty much the same comedic character in all of his movies he's still pretty funny right yeah so whether he keeps the same character or if he actually does some acting for for Pym 
I'm, it's got it's got it's got my interest. We know he's not Pim. Oh no, not Pim. Yeah, yeah, the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I don't know much. Exactly, I'm exactly. Like I'm still curious. And that's and that's up to them to, uh, you know, get this guy out there so people know who he is. Yeah. You know, I've heard some things about the storyline they're doing with Hank Pym and with the Wasp and all that, and I'm not digging that aspect of it. If this, if they're going to go through with that, hopefully they don't. But um, we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens. How about uh, you? For me, uh, I'm kind of curious just out of just to see what they're going to do with Avengers, how they can top, how they can top, you know, Avengers one, what's been building from Phase two, you know, and see where it goes there. I'm probably just probably that, and um, maybe Guardians two, because I, I think to your point. We we kind of know what we're getting with the other characters, yeah. you know. Yeah, Guardians is still. It feels like we need that they can still give us more that we haven't seen. By now, we've already gotten two Thors, three Iron Mans, two Captain Americas, and an Avengers and yeah. Hulks. We've gotten enough of them, not in a bad way, but we know enough of them. We still need to want to know more of, of the Guardians. Yeah. So um, we got a lot, a lot to look forward to, you yeah. know. But I think uh, that should probably wrap it up for for this week's episode. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll be back with uh, maybe at some other point about talking about the DC universe, DC movie universe. Uh, you know, because yes. uh, there's a we'll whole... spend the first forty five minutes talking about Batman and Batman Returns, and then we'll get to everything else. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that should be coming out here hopefully soon. Depends on when we can get together again and and do that. So, but again, thanks for listening to us tonight, folks. Um, again, you can catch us on iTunes. Just do a search, Pop Culture Rewind. Hit the uh, subscribe button. Help us out. Uh, to go to Twitter, follow us at Pop Culture RWND, um, and then you can go to Facebook slash Pop Culture Rewind, and then uh, you know just like us on there. If, we... if you have any suggestions for an episode, oh, absolutely, yeah. Let us know. Like like we mentioned before, um, I'm tempted to get us to watch the MTV Movie Awards that's coming at the end of July, at the end of this month, and talk a bunch of smack. <laughs> <laughs> One you know. thing that I wanted to do, to, one thing I wanted to accomplish with Pop Culture Rewind is not just discuss like current pop culture stuff because there's a lot of podcasts out there that do that. I wanted to do things that was special to me, you know, especially my friends that come on, you and you know, you know, we'll probably have some other people come around here every now and then just to chit chat and see, mm-hmm. you, and just talk about things that's happened in the past, you know, like our video game special, you know, or. Talking about growing up with Ninja Turtles. Our video like game that. special pulled a lot of heartstrings, apparently. Uh, of, apparently, of people's, yeah. Of people's uh, younger years. Yeah. And with whatever topic in general, we, we we're, that's our mission to try to do the same thing with stuff that's happened. Absolutely, know? yeah. So um, definitely give us a shot. You know, listen to us. Uh, shoot us a line on, on Twitter or Facebook or email us uh, at uh, popculturerewind at gmail.com. So, um, but I'm trying to get us confused with that other show. Yeah. You jerk. <laughs> Screw it, they can use the help too. Go listen to Houston Wrestling Radio. <laughs> um, so, anyway, thanks again, folks. Um, you hadn't come up with a sign off yet, have you? Actually, I did. You did? Yeah, I don't Uh-oh. know if it's going to stick or not. Uh oh. Well, throw it in the wall, see what happens. Thanks for listening to us, folks, and don't forget to pop your culture. <laughs> Flame on!
Mean Machine Gonna rock the town without being seen Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Slamming and jamming to the new swing sound Yeah, everybody let's move Vanilla is filled with a new jack groove Gonna rock and roll the place With the power of the ninja turtle bass Go, 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 go